And welcome to Beerfield. I am your host at Hot BFF with two Ps. As always, joined by at Ryan Miner underscore FFB. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, I forgot that I was going to. I've been focused on other things. I forgot that I was screwing <laughs> with you. At Have you your... hit live? Oh, there it is. What? I was asking if you hit it live. Uh, and you did. Why would you doubt me? After 406 episodes, <laughs> I got this down. Why would you doubt me? Ah, uh, yeah. Never mind yep. the fact that yeah. we've been able to post an audio episode <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> Why would you ever doubt me? Why would you ever doubt me? Why would you ever doubt me? That uh, supple voice you hear and uh, face you see this week because you couldn't see it on Sunday at Beerfield Theory. I am, uh, yeah, day day five of of the COVID. I I am. Uh, I'll be able to go back to work masked up, of course, because God damn it, be safe. But uh, it's been fun at home. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, it's, you, you don't want to leave now, do you? It's just different. It's one of those, yeah, it's just one of those scenes where it's just like, well, I mean, I got to leave. But do different I? perspective. You're like, it's been fun at home. And I'm like, Jesus, I spend every day at home. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm kidding. It hasn't been that bad. Uh, we had a packed show for you here today. Uh, we're going to go over in kind of our how's the season going session. We're going to check in on some uh, year two, year three players. We talk about them in Dynasty a lot and how need to give them a chance. So we're going to check in on some of those guys. Maybe not the obvious good ones, but some of the more fringe guys. Got all sorts of week five previews to get into. Uh, and we got some news. So um, I'm going to use this first one as a, as a bridge and uh to what's fueling beer field here. So uh just straight to actually no, we'll go ahead and have you two go and then I'll review last. Let's do that. <laughs> I like that more. More suspense. What's fueling beer field? Dan, go ahead. Uh Dan's drinking water because Dan can't taste anything, remember? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. We'll yeah I saw yeah, so I can't taste. Uh, so during my shower today, though, I was able to smell for a little while because I was because you know of all the steam was was actually clearing up everything upstairs. I was like, "Ooh, now so I know what soap smells like mm-hmm. again. Now I know what water smells like again." So it would have been a great time for you to review something like a Natty Daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it tastes. I have no clue what beer tastes like. Like I'm not because I haven't drank one. I haven't tried with without the no tasting, but. I don't know no, how you're doing it. When I couldn't taste anything, I was like, I'm not touching anything at all. I, I gave up eating and drinking anything I mean, that, at all. Water doesn't what... have much of a flavor anyway. So No, like, yeah. but like water, just like the feeling of it in my mouth. I was like, oh, this doesn't even feel right. Well, I can't taste phlegm anymore. So that was good. That's yeah, that's one good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's one good thing. I just, I just don't taste anything. I just never lost taste and smell. Yeah, you and my wife got lucky in that one. Yeah. Not the only thing we both got lucky with. Oh, that's me. Uh huh. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't see myself winking on camera, and then I remembered everything's reversed, and I was like, I did it with the right eye. Why is it showing the wait, left wait. eye? I'm not Lisa. <laughs> what kind of crap is this? Is there something in your eye? Yeah, you twinkle, and whatever Ooh. that beer is you're holding. This one? Oh, I haven't had this one yet. Oh, Jesus. Are you drinking another Oktoberfest? He said he hasn't had it yet. No, no he's I'm not drinking on it. 
No, I had no. That that was just that's just that was my chaser beer. Today I am drinking your what? Still, hey, Alima I, I have so, the wild, yeah, the wild sour series. So that question, <laughs> that's a tropical sour ale, Dan. Yeah, yes. yes, yes, it is. Is that just a soured Hawaii five? So the only difference is is because peach is in a Hawaiian fruit. We swapped all peach for passion fruit. But yes, gotcha. Cool. Just I thought so when I saw how you guys named it and everything, but. What would be yeah. sure? I bet that's it's, delicious. It's very good. Oh, really? Am I going to like it? Because I I have no I, clue if you'll like it or not. Like I it. mean, no. you drink Boston. I mean, you drink Sam Adams the last two weeks, and I can't trust your taste at all. No. And a damn thing wrong with <laughs> Sam Adams. <laughs> I can't. No. I can't stand Sam Adams. I love right. it. Into the uh, news. But what are you drinking tonight? Nope. I promise I'll get to that. We ain't there yet. Into the news. <laughs> <clears throat> it's something for Blake Bortles. <laughs> you can see the jersey hanging behind me. I can. I can't believe you retired. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I didn't say no. Robbie Blake Bortles was drafted <laughs> with the third overall pick in the 2014 NFL draft. Easily the best quarterback in his draft class. Bortles is the only one to appear in an AFC title game. Suck it, Derek Carr. Yeah, fuck you, you, Derek Carr. He retired second all-time in passing yards for the storied Jacksonville Jaguars and top three in most passing statistics for that team. Suck it, David Garrard. (laughs) He set team records in touchdowns and pass yards in 2015. Despite despite those team records, though, his greatest accomplishment in the 2015 season was making people believe that Alan Hearns was good. Bortles changed the game, paving the way for mobile quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, rushing for over 300 yards in every season he played in Jacksonville. In 2017, Bortles carried the Jaguars to the AFC title game despite having no receiver go over 750 yards and being saddled by a defense that included the likes of Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, Paul Poslesny, Yannick Ngakwe, and Miles Jack. Bums. The boat was never given a fair shake after leaving Jacksonville, being disrespected by the Rams, Broncos, Saints, and Packers, never seeing the field again. I'd like to congratulate Jake Blake, Jake Bortles. I'd like to congratulate Blake Bortles on realizing that the NFL doesn't deserve him or his talents. He's doing exceptional retirement, ripping cigs, working construction, or whatever life holds next for him. God, that was fucking beautiful that was that was uh, crying on that one that was so amazing you put a lot of heart behind that one that we finally got through that (laughs) (laughs) we're not done don't worry oh no we're not done we have a whole fucking show for it in honor of blake bortles um i am drinking the working man's bourbon but the likes of which you also may not see again the six-year green label heaven hill Ooh, they they recently stopped shipping. It's only available in Kentucky, and even harder to find there. It's a twenty dollar bottle, so it's nothing extravagant, but it's delicious, and it's blue collar, much like the boat. So now I gotta ask: Blake Bortles puts a bow on a career. Is he a Hall of Famer? No doubt. No first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay, you say no, Ryan. Can you give me your your reasons for that? <laughs> Why? Ryan what doesn't reason? like fun. 
Brian doesn't like fun at all. He hates fun. Just like to say that Blake Bortles is a higher completion percentage quarterback rating and touchdown rate than Hall of Famer Johnny Unitas. He also has (laughs) more rush yards and pass yards per game, a lower interception per game rate, and was overall better in the playoffs. Also, he stops Hall of Famer Joe Namath and completion percentage quarterback rate has way fewer interceptions and also was a much better rusher. So you say Bortles is an Hall of Famer. I say there's an argument because he's better than Johnny Unitas and better than Joe Namath. I say nay. That was back in the 70s. What did those ever do? So Blake Bortles should be punished because of when he was born? Yeah. If Blake Bortles played in the 70s, he would have been a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, that's Mr. and Mrs. Bortles' fault. Got a Blake Bortles is like they were like, 10 played then. That's Their amazing. dad, Mr. Bortles, you know, his dad should have been playing football already. And we don't have this issue. Uh, Mr. Could Bortles been like a, was a wrestler. Been like a Mr. Bortles was a wrestler and Mrs. Bortles was a high school softball player. I read the Wikipedia page. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we know that Wikipedia is never rod. Never, never rod. Never rod. Blake Bortles. I mean, a G, I mean, what other player in NFL history is name dropped so much on one of the best sitcom TV shows, The Good right? Place? I mean, I'm I'm telling you right now, if he's not first ballot Hall of Fame, fuck the Hall of Fame. It ain't, it ain't worth nothing no more. It's a joke anyway. I mean, it really. I mean, honestly, it really is a joke. Yeah, but too many people get in it now. It's not even. Entertaining. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets in. Wait, you get a wait, shot. You way too many people in here. They shafted Devin Hester last year. I mean, that's because they don't respect special teams. Yeah, and everybody should respect. Justin Tucker teams. probably won't even be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Then he legitimately riots. Deion Sanders is, was not a was not just a special teams guy. He was also a dominant defensive back. Yeah, but Hester was a good wide receiver when he had to be a receiver. Nah, Hester, no, yeah, he was okay, but that's you can't really compare that. <laughs> Let's just say that he makes Cordero Patterson look like an elite route runner. Uh huh. He was a quarterback for a while too. People forget that. Oh my God, he what? That's right. He, See, he was drafted. Back. He was drafted as a DB. <laughs> so anyway, it's amazing. Uh. A lot of tongue-in-cheek in that, but some of that is actually true. I didn't realize that in 2017, they made the AFC title game with no receiver over 700 yards. He did make Alan Hearns look like a competent receiver somehow. And he did, uh, I, I can't say revolutionized it because of Michael Vitt, but in our era of fantasy, he was one of the you know, OG one, well, garbage time point getters, but oh, two time. guys that solidified that rushing floor. In Yeah, I said... Lamar Jackson jokingly, but guys like Justin Herbert would be a better comparison with some of that mobility, some of that rushing floor. Don't have to rely on it, but it really ups their fantasy value. Now, obviously, not comparing them as passers, purely in athleticism, but it's a similar type of concept. You know, you had Justin Herbert just being good, Blake Bortles being garbage time Bortles, but they both had that similar rushing floor of, you know, showing that you can get value out of a quarterback that may not put up gaudy passing stats, but is going to run for three to 500 yards and get you some rushing touchdowns and add some rushing floor into those statistics to put them top 10. The one thing that blows my mind is I always remember of Bortles, was, I think it was in the playoffs, when some like receiver running back to the block and he was like laughing, taking off with the ball. 
Yeah. They're in the block. Yep. <laughs> and that's the only thing I remember of Bortles. They're just laughing. And I started laughing. That's pretty Aww. bad. That's all I remember. I know. Jesus. <sighs> all right. Keeping her moving. Um, let's get into the news. We'll have full reviews on the drinks halfway through. Devonta Williams is done for the year. Torn ACL, PCL. Uh, oh, rough. Latavius Murray signed up the Saints practice squad to Denver. Mike Boone um, would be the next guy uh, behind Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is expected to play on Thursday. So, I mean, do you think one of those guys carves in other than change of pace, or is this Melvin Gordon's backfield as long as he's healthy? I think it's, it's Gordon's it, start. And he stopped, and he stops, you know, following the football. But it's not like Mike Boone did anything to actually strengthen his case. Multiple drops, especially mm-hmm. towards the end of the game when they needed it. Um, I can't see Latavius Murray being much of anything on Thursday. Latavius Murray, Murray is out this week. He's not even, he's already inactive, I think. I mean, he should be. Should be. Yeah. And I, it, 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 and the problem is, you really want to roll out Mike Boone? On Thursday no. night football, and no, so you're well, it's going to be them. a bad matchup. Yeah, like your two best offensive players on both teams are fucking out. Like that's yeah. like, fuck this game. <laughs> like this game's going to suck so much. What do you mean, Michael Pittman's uh, out there? I said yeah. what I said. So is Cortland Sutton. <laughs> yes, I said what I said. Thank you, thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll all be uh, maybe we'll be proven wrong. Maybe we'll actually be a a competent game from quarterbacks who've struggled to start this year. Yeah, we'll talk about, that when we get, talk about that when we get to the previews. I, I'm I'm I just I'm just throwing it out there as a foreshadowing. Traylon Burks is dealing with turf toe. He's gonna miss some time. Um, <laughs> the Tom Brady thing is crazy. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> I it doesn't make any sense. Everybody was joking that he ruined his marriage by coming back to the NFL, and then they both hired divorce attorneys, and it really seems like he ruined his marriage by returning to play in the NFL because. Giselle cited uh, basically him not being any younger, playing a violent sport. His kids need him needing to be present more in his child's lives and <laughs> oh choosing to return to to play football again. That that is, literally that quoted. Is, she did also say that Tom deserves to have his happiness doing whatever it is that he wants to do, but she has to take care of her and her children. Damn, that's cold blooded. That is. He went from like mouth kissing his kids to barely ever wanted to see him. How yeah, bad are to, those kids, man? Fuck. To now splitting down like 100% of Dude, everything. 50, they gotta 50. have a fucking nanny. There's they no have, way they don't have I a know. live-in au pair. Does Giselle just not do anything at all so she gets to throw all the blame and shade onto him? Well, this I sounds know. weird. I'm not it, defending the man here. Fuck that. Nope. It, nope. It, we're good. Yeah, no, I can't defend him. It just sounds like <laughs> no, there was no, some agreement there, and uh, he definitely recanted on that. And uh, oh, yeah. is married out there. If you say you're going to do something, you probably better not go back on that. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, there's zero point. I mean, obvious. I don't want to say 0.0. It's more like 0.5. There are some legitimate reasons you have to that you can't control. Well, but if sure. you're not forced to have to do that, there's almost zero acceptable reason to do that. It makes no sense. So she was probably like, so either you stay with us or you go back and play football and we're gone. Uh, All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like maybe before last season, they agreed one more year. And then he would be home, and he didn't like that decision once he got into the offseason. They kicked the can again and said, you know, one more year. 
Yeah. And uh, she put her boundaries there and drew a line in the sand and good for her. Uh, you also have to wonder if that's why Brady's off to a slow start. Anyway. Uh, he had a good game Monday night. He did. At, right after they he hired the divorce him. attorneys. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe that was a weight off his shoulders. I have no idea. On the up and up here. Uh, Dave Montgomery is still not practicing. So he's probably not going to play this week. Just things to know. Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon, both questionable. Both already are in versus Indy. Isaiah McKenzie in concussion protocol. Keep an eye on that if he can get cleared by Sunday. Somebody who won't be cleared by Sunday. Uh, Tua Takavaloa ruled out for week five. He's in concussion protocol, as he should have been before week four. Uh, that independent neurologist fire is fired. I don't think we need to talk about that a lot more. Dan. Nobody can, Dan. nobody can hear you, Dan. He's fucked. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coughing so much. I've been turning off my mic. I was trying to be nice. You forgot. I forgot to turn it back on. Uh, Keenan Allen's still not practicing. Uh, this one's interesting in here because... Cannon Allen was practicing in a limited fashion and then went back to DNP at the end of last week. Uh, Staley is not coming out saying directly whether he's had a setback or not, but the fact that he's not practicing this week tells me he had a setback um, and is likely not going to play this week either. Welcome back to early career Keenan Allen stuff. Right? Yep. Uh, Mac Jones and Hunter Renfro both returned to practice. Jones in a limited fashion. Renfro full, cleared concussion protocol. Brian Robinson activated from the NFI list. 21 days to be returned to the active roster. If he's available on your waiver wire, go grab and stash. Um, you know, not that Gibson's been bad, but I think that there's a clear role for both of them. And Robinson's is considerably different. Primary, probably the primary lead, first and second down back at least. Once he's healthy, gonna say I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it this week. But yeah, you know, no, not this at, week. He's gonna have to get know, back two, into three, four shape. weeks down the line. Yeah, yeah, it just depends. And that you know, and that's if Gibson doesn't decide to improve his play. I, I don't think yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor is not gonna play in week five. So ankle injury for him. MRIs are negative. Uh, short week though. Probably would play if it was a long week, but with it being a short week, Colts choosing to to rest him. So Philip Lindsay, uh, Dion Jackson, the backups there. And then obviously Naeem Hines. And I don't want to, I Naeem Hines is the only one you should trust. And Cole Beasley also retired from the NFL. That's all he gets though. Fuck him. You don't get shit. All right. Some second and third year check-ins. We're going to start 2021 and work our way back. I'm going to go position by position. So starting with quarterbacks, uh, let's just break down the starters here. Trevor Lawrence, obviously much, much better season so far under Doug Peterson. This is more of the trend we expected with him. Dan, your head shaking is very good for podcasting. I know. <laughs> the, the utter silence, because we're like, I think he's finally on that up and up edge. So I like where his trajectory is going. I just want to see it continue. But I mean, like he just came off that bad game, but I also look at that, at that bad game as the weather game. And I kind of even felt like, like, I feel like this is going to be 
not a good QB game for him. So yeah. I think he's on the up and up. Only through 23 times, bad completion percent. Like you said, bad weather game. First really dud of the year for him. It's definitely trending the right direction. This for uh, Lawrence? For Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson, we're going to just go past that. He's played one game this season, so not really a whole lot right. to, to do. TBD. Yeah. TBD so, right same now. with Trey Lance. Um, obviously, the injury is a huge setback for him because um, while Zach Wilson will still get the majority of his second year, Trey Lance is going to be two years into that contract without having a significant run as a starter. So he's got a huge uphill battle because of injuries now. Yeah. Yeah, big time. It's it's gonna be it's no bueno. Mm-hmm. And then Mac Jones has very very much just been as advertised. Worst this year so far. Yeah, it's looking uh, like a step back. Worse offense though too. So I, I give him a little bit of a pass just because I don't know how. Let me put it this way. I mean, is it the worst offense this year it, in terms of put, his receiving talent? Not in terms of receiving talent. I'm not saying it in terms of receiving talent. I'm saying in terms of he went through an entire offseason and most of training camp not even knowing who the hell was going to be calling plays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> so, I blame that on Belichick. What the yeah. fuck are you doing, man? Exactly. Yeah, giving it to Matt Patricia. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no one no, wants no, this. No, no, no thank you. Right. So five picks, two touchdowns. Matt Patricia, a defensive guy, is leading the <laughs> offense. So do I think the talent's worse? No. Do I think the game planning is worse? 100%. Definitely. So, I don't know how much you can can pin that on him. Also, they're, they're we, just making him a game manager. Well, we also know that the defense is worse, too, right? So, that's going to ultimately change how you have to play on offense. And that's exactly what, you know, what we thought Mac was going to be was a glorified game manager coming yeah. out. So mm-hmm. just as you said earlier, I mean, he is pretty much as we thought he was. He's going to, you know, he's going to float this. I know. And I mean, there very little people thought he would exceed to some what Peyton Manning level. You know, he's not very mobile. So he's going to have to make his due, you know, yeah. within that pocket. And New England's never really shown, especially with how they, you know, the, with what they did with Brady, that they're willing to just throw their quarterback to the fire. No. And, the other thing is you you know you're not going to be as heady of a player as Tom Brady is. No, and and unfortunately for Jones, he's he's the guy that has to follow it. Like he is the French, the next franchise guy to follow that up. So, yeah, and and we have zero clue because Belichick's had that guy for so long, and and now we get what eighteen, nineteen games with Jones's career so far, and and then. He will get wrongfully blamed for a lot of shit too for it because he's following Brady. And yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Looking at the other quarterbacks, Kyle Trask still holding his backup job. Kellen Mond, not so much. Davis Mills down season after showing a little bit of promise year one. Um, is anybody surprised by that? No. No. I, I didn't think so. Like, uh, I even read something today that they're even like saying, like, possible benching, but who are you going to bench him for? It's not like anything. It'd be a horrible decision there. to bench him, right? Uh, who like, the their backup? Ooh. Hold on, I'm looking. They didn't draft a rookie quarterback this year. 
No, I mean, they, no, they didn't draft anyone for a quarterback. No. They, even, not even in a free agent. It's Kyle Allen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Enough point said. to bench him. Yeah. Definitely but, no point in benching him. And I think we should be moving off of him in Dynasty too. No, they have Davis Mills. On the practice squad. Jeff Driscoll's on their practice squad. He's a quarterback again, though. Instead of a tight end, oh, they did the God. tight end experience with him last year. Now he's a quarterback again. They're so, like, no, we're good, bro. There's absolutely no threat there to Davis Mills. Yeah, you're not but a piece of hill for there's us. Not, talking about dynasty value, though, there's not a lot of dynasty value to Jason Hill either. No. Keep removing he, he, he peaked last year. Yep. Keep removing running backs. Najee Harris struggling in this new offense. I'm not, not surprised. New offense, same offense, new. New people, everything. New yeah. everything. Yeah. No um, offensive line. Has trended a- up in the running game every week. So there's that. Maybe there's some hope for a slow start, but you know where he's really getting hit is the, the receiving work. Yeah, the, Trubisky didn't like to dump it off, and I don't know what Kyle Pitts is going to do if he's going to be one that dumped it off just like how big. I ben mean, did. you have both mobile quarterbacks. There's no did you like, say Kyle Pitts. He did say Kyle Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts. Can he pick it? Can he pick it? Jeez, OPs. I cannot get it out right today. That's what she said. Jeez, OPs. Um, no, I don't know what Kenny Pickett's gonna do. We'll see. Um, it's at least a, a breath of fresh air here. But you know, for people that took Najee Harris as the fourth or fifth back off the board, this is a you know, a very Jacobs esque start to the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um what does that mean for Dynasty? I don't think it moves the needle a whole heck of a lot on him. You're a little bit down because of recency bias, but it's more so a product of the offense than it is Najee, I think. Yeah, but even if you're looking to get anything for him, you're basically going to be looking for a back-end RB2 because that's basically yeah, that's what, what it is right now. Ruth is worth it. I mean, all right. The value's down. Yeah, it's not even worth trading. Indeed. Travis Etienne. Dan. It's How not pretty, this? right? I know it, it. You know, with Jamal Agnew, I guess being the one that is now getting the receiving work. Last week wasn't pretty for any of the running game, though. It sounded like James Robinson did much of anything, but we know James Robinson has that role. And for Travis Etienne, if he can't seem to take more of that, of that all the backfield receiving work, then there is some concern. Um. It's I'm not ready. I'm not ready to give up yet. Obviously, if we're going to, you know, not in the same vein as Najee because he hasn't been as productive as Najee, but it's you're not going to get the value in which you put into ETN last year uh, back in return. So you have to hold and, and hope that it gets better. And if it does, then you either move off of them if you're ready to give up or you just continue to hold in hopes that the offense kind of rides it out and, you know, ends yeah. up being that productive help. His target volume would basically have to double for him to be what you want him to be right now, I think. He's getting three to four a game. If he was in that six to eight a game, which is you know kind of where Naeem Hines is when he has value, it's where we've seen J.D. McKissick when he has significant value in the past, James White, Darren Sproles. You know, that was what your hope is for ETN, and that hasn't materialized yet. Your hope is that he turns into Alvin Kamara. Like, you're yeah. hoping this this this... Jacksonville backfield is 2017 Saints. Mm-hmm. And you have ETN who can ride those, you know, six to ten targets and just a handful of rushes and be efficient with it. 
unfortunately, he doesn't a he doesn't have Drew Brees throwing the ball. He's got a mobile quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, and he doesn't have Sean Payton as his head coach and his you know his offensive scheme guy. So I mean, you give credit to Doug Peterson, but he is no Sean Payton. You know, give credit that, to Doug Peterson, but it's not the same. It's not the same scheme. No, no, we, we knew it was going to be like an RBBC, but Etan is at RB forty right now in PPR. So, oh, good RB forty. Yeah, I was just outside that's... of flex value. <laughs> hey, Najee, Harris, yeah. Na- Najee Harris is at twenty six, which is an R- high end flex. So, <laughs> both players have disappointed it at yeah. relative cost. Yeah, but one went in the first, one went the fourth. The difference is, is that. Najee Harris has insulated rushing touches and ETN doesn't. Because I of... wonder what teams are doing better with with though. You spent the top five pick and your running backs busting, or you spent your fourth round pick in hopes that your uh, your you know your first three picks are are hitting. So well, it really just depends on what you did with those first <laughs> yeah. three picks. Yeah, yeah. if you nailed them, you did great. If you didn't, you're yeah. not looking yeah. good right there, now. There's a lot of people hurting right now just oh it, it's been it's with, uh it's the bad. robust rb it's looking very yeah. very fucking grim right now yeah. the fact that zero rb gets a victory lap because all these running backs can't stay healthy or or also to barkley really haven't been great yeah and speaking of not healthy javonta williams after a strong start hurt so skipping over that one uh because injuries don't change much trey right. sermon hurt michael carter um Hot start. He's fallen off the last couple of weeks, and Zach Wilson coming back not a great thing. It's you know he's still he's a good handcuff, but it's a lot like ETN right now, where you know he started with good target volume, and then that went away, and he's not getting enough carries to hold up his end. Yeah, I think I think this is Brees Hall's going to start taking off now. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to hope for. And that's what I think is going to happen. Of course, yeah, he's got he, Nick's he's RB17. End quote. Hall? Yeah. And that was always how I thought this was going to go. I think how we thought this was going to go was Carter would start out in that 60 40 split and Hall would slowly take it over. And yeah, they were there. It's looking good. Yep. Uh, beyond that, Kenny Wanwu still with the Vikings special teams days from Andre Stevenson. Now, this is a guy who's on the upswing kind of the opposite of what the rest of this class is. Ramondre Stevenson, we highlighted him in the offseason, having very good broken tackle numbers and potentially being able to cut into Damian Harris's touch touches while also um, improving in the receiving game. We've got five targets to him the last two weeks, but touch volume's also up. He's got a touchdown and 60-plus yards in both of those weeks as well. Is He starts to gain a little bit of a handle on this. Ryan, I'm sorry. I was I was trying to look. At, I was trying to look at other running backs right now. I was so you didn't hear anything I just said about Ramondre no. Stevenson. <laughs> sorry. No, I mean it, it. Look, this is what. Hey, this is great for dynasty values. You just mentioned Hopper. This is him on the up and up because we we should expect him and Damian Harris to be gone after this year. Mm-hmm. This is a movement in the right direction for redraft because you're. Should hopefully expect him to overtake the starting role. David Harris will have value in terms of probably flex if Stevenson gets hurt. Stevenson should I like to what point does it stop this year for how much he takes? Remains to be seen. But I unfortunately, oh. New England's offense isn't very good. 
Um, yeah, so scoring upside's not there. So he's definitely. I mean, flex RB two. I think is is, is yeah. his ceiling. The upside is or is a ceiling. The floor is is RB two and flex. I think he's solidly in RB two, which is flex. I mean, at this point, a lot of guys you flex week in and week out are going to be. Yeah, RB2. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, some underlying numbers on him. He's first in juke rate. He's first in evaded tackles. That's the counting stat, by the way. Yeah. Um, New England's running the ball the eighth most times, 12th in breakaway runs. Again, for a guy that's in part time duty, eighth in yards created per touch. So, a lot to like there with what he's getting right now, but he's also sixth in light front carry rate. So, they are expecting him in the passing game, and he's able to do stuff when they're not stacking the box. As he cuts into that workload a little bit more and gets rushing downs, you wonder if it hurts that efficiency any, but the efficiency right now looks great. Um, his snap share has been over half the last two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, you wish he's more efficient as a passer already, but I mean, again, you know, efficiency is also the product of your offense too. Yeah. You're, you're running you just, last week. They're on your happy. fourth fucking quarterback right now. And they just like, <laughs> it, it sucks. Well, they just brought somebody else in. We'll see. We'll see if Bailey Zappi, how long that, how long Bailey's, that lasts. Bailey Zappi is a badass. Oh yeah. I like Zappi. Sorry. No, it, it's it's yeah, like I said, he's RB2 flex. Yeah. Can I uh, they're both RB2 flex because I I feel like they both kill each other's ability. Upside. Yeah. I, I, I think Harris is flex. I don't know if he's RB2 range if you can start losing more touches as an opportunity to mm-hmm. to to remind you, but I, that was always a concern with them anyways, was at some right. point. Yeah, it could be a Ramondre week, it could be it could be a Harris week. You it's also it's the Patriots, be. and it's also an offense you don't want to invest too heavily in, too. So whatever you think it is, go the opposite way. <laughs> true, you guys are saying Stevenson. I'm going the other way. That is a true uh, fancy football, a veteran saying. Been burned too much. All right, Chuba Hubbard, got it. Good, done. Kenneth done. Gainwell, just solidly in a backup role right now. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell can't stay healthy. When he's healthy, he's been good. Play that however you will. Um, I don't know that you can trust. He's shown to be injury prone the first yeah. two, the first couple seasons. So, I mean, when he's healthy, you have an RB one. When he's hurt, not much you can do with that. So, and they're still taking third round bus running backs too. Yeah, they just love fucking those picks up so yeah. bad. Yeah, like third yeah. round. What what running back is out there that we should probably overdraft? Right. Uh small and slow. For Mitchell, you could have a buy low opportunity. If you're a running back needy team, he should be back. Um really I think he can be come back week six if he's healthy. So he should be back here very, very soon. And then I mean you're betting on him staying healthy. So don't trade the farm for him. But he is a, a running back that can produce that shouldn't cost a whole lot if you're in the trade market. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have a lot of insulated dynasty value either. Yeah, I'd give at most a second round pick for it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would not. I would not get cute with it. No, no no first round. Not at all. Nope. Two thirds Uh, at best. Yeah. Gary Brightwell, Larry Roundtree, Chris Evans. Nothing to say there. Khalil Herbert has really found himself as the Alexander Madison of the Bears right now. Fair. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, He's better than Madison. I would not. Smirk 
Khalil Herbert's name by trying to say that Madison's on its level. Okay, he's better than Madison. Either way, bring your tear hand. Just say it. Premium tear handcuff. Yeah. Yes, very high end. And then, I know. Yeah, it should be should absolutely be rostered everywhere. Should be that going forward. But if Montgomery's healthy, at least this year, not a whole lot to look into. Now, Montgomery's gone. Watch what they do in the offseason because Herbert could be the guy and they're bringing a pass catching back to help solidify that. He finds himself in more of an Elijah Mitchell role. That's the dynasty outlook on Khalil Herbert, though. So if Montgomery gets back, you might have an, an avenue for, for trades there and everything like that. He's in his second season, so he would have two more seasons left. He was also 24 when he was drafted, though, so that's the other thing to keep in mind. I forgot he is old. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is 26 now. So He's, he's 26, Herbert? Yeah. He was 24 when he was drafted, I'm pretty sure. He was drafted last year. Last year. So he'd be yeah. 25 then, right? Or is he, he just is, a, No, he's 24, 167 days. So he was 23, almost okay. 24 <laughs> when he was drafted. <laughs> like, so, okay. so he's 24. It, he'll be 25. It makes it a little better. So yeah. he'll, yeah, he's right. at least good through his rookie year and probably another bridge deal somewhere, potentially. Yeah. But um, yeah, just keep that in mind. This is a guy that's average over four yards in attempt both seasons so far um the coaching staff likes him and he's shown when he gets the opportunity that that he can be the guy so probably the best late round guy here looking at wide receivers from this class um jamar chase a little bit of a slow start i mean the old Bengals offense really didn't get it going until what, what this pat not this past sunday but but the sunday previously it's yeah. it's not. I mean, it, it, it's on Burrow getting healthy. The offensive line got a massive, you know, massive makeover. So it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to get their chemistry going. They're starting. Not surprised. And, and plus, C. Higgins is pretty fucking good at football, right? And, and there's only so many footballs that you know, you know, that can go around. You still have Boyd, who's a very good slot receiver. You bring in what Hayden Hurst, who's a a viable tight end. Usually and one football. Mixing. Usually one football. Usually one football. When you, when you have yeah. more than one on the field, they start to get a little upset. <laughs> what right? is this shit happening? Or yeah. or 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 a new way to improve the game? Who knows? Fair enough. Uh, Dynasty values neutral on Chase since the start of the season. Uh, Jalen Waddle, that has gone up. Um, yeah, three spots. The wide receiver three for me. Yeah, <laughs> freaking nuts. Like he was already top ten still. I'll, I'll I, I, I turned pretty hard on Waddle after seeing what I saw, especially uh, to the start I of this year. turned pretty hard after the start of this year, too, because I was concerned about them bringing in Tyreek Hill. Exactly. And really, the way that they used him last year killed him as far as the A dot goes. Um, his A dot, though, is up three yards a target, which is huge. Um, this That's season, fucking massive. Yeah, McDaniel's making them make two or throw the ball. He wasn't making them a game manager. You know, the coaching staff last year was making more yeah. of a game manager, so it was just dump offs. His yards before uh before catch per reception is up from five point five to eleven. Um he's already halfway to his yards before catch this year as he was the entirety of last year. Wow. So I mean, that's all to say that the way he was he was misused last season, and I think we knew that. Yeah, being used that close to the line of scrimmage, they weren't letting him field stretch. They were trying to have him make plays with the ball in his hands, which wasn't the way to use Waddle. 
this season off to a great start. And I think that the dynasty value has gone up on him since the start of the season because he proved that Tyreek Hill is is not a death sentence, death sentence and the quarterback he's going to be tied to prove that, yeah, I can support this. Yeah, I was wrong. I mean, a lot of people were, were not wrong for being skeptical on it. I mean, I I didn't think the ADOT would be, you know, would would be bad this year. I didn't think it would improve this much, but I mean, and, and it should be that way once he was back too. Like I just don't see that falling off after two gets back from his, you know, from his, his injury. So yeah, yeah. and and it's uh, not like he his arm fell off or anything like. It's that. not like Mike McDaniel's is going to retire anytime soon either. So this this office continue to be, you know, to improve as they keep playing together. But I also thought like with Hill coming in, that would affect Waddle more than anything. Like it'd be like it could That's be a Waddle week. It could be a Hill week. You know, then you're trying to guess who's who for that week, but it seems like they're both complementing complimenting each other pretty well. So it's I think really a, a nice balance. And I think a lot of that was, you know, I had that same concern, and I think a lot of that was just Tua. And it's, you know, it wasn't so much those two. It's can the quarterback support that? And yeah. then also McDaniel coming in from a run first offense, but you know, he's not brought that that run first mentality necessarily. He's he's willing to open it up a little bit more than what Shanahan seemed to be. And Tua is showing, yeah, I can support two wide receivers just fine. Which is not obscure in today's NFL. It's just no. you know right, we, the good quarterbacks can do that. We got a question. What's up? Anthony the Persia. Jesus. He says, he says make you pronounce names. I know. You're probably he right. Says, he says, hey. 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 But y'all tr- he goes, would would y'all? Because you gotta say with the you know, with that southern draw, apparently. I love, would I love y'all, y'all. Tr- would y'all trade Najee Harris away for James Robinson and Darren Waller? Yes. Right now redraft, right? Redraft, yes. Uh he says right now, I'm just I'll, I'll just complete the comment. Um, he has Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Rashad Penny already. And the answer, a, it, a if it's redraft, the yes, the answer is still yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm asked either way. Yeah, if it's dynasty, no. If redraft, it's dynasty, yes. it's yeah. I'm a little less bullish on that in dynasty, but redraft, one hundred percent. Yeah. If you're pushing for now, like if you're if you're like pushing that win now team, you wouldn't do that trade with Najee Harris on your no. team. No, I would. No. I would try to get out of Najee no. Harris if I could. No. no, I don't like making dynasty trades that are only players. I don't know why. And 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 if you're moving Harris, why would you? I mean, hey, like you're you're, you're getting like, a few running backs in the deal. Well, you're getting one. You're getting one. It, it's to swap with James oh, Robinson and adding Darren Waller. Oh, that's right. he he read the team. I'm sorry. It's not dynasty. Redraft, yes, do it. Yes. Well, if you smash said. and redraft, yeah. No, and yeah. So we won't we won't have to go in the dynasty on it, but yeah, smash that and redraft. All right. Kadarius Tony mostly hurt. Rashad Bateman is doing about as best as you can as a wide receiver <laughs> in Baltimore with the target volume there. That's not a knock on Lamar Jackson. That's just how the offense runs. It's uh I mean it's also it's also credit to Jackson being able to spread the football the way that he does. He's he does. Bateman's not dig, so he doesn't have to, you know, like he, you know, he plays with a quarterback that wants to spread the ball, but he, he just won't command it. It's just Jackson is still 
Like I think in his mind, he still wants to do it all at times. But yeah, and he's still getting a good amount of targets. There's still, you know, touchdown upside. I mean, it's a dice roll every week, though. He's he's flex value right now, and you don't know that his dynasty value has necessarily gone up to start the season. It should uh, be pretty. It should be pretty even. I I would think. I don't even. think. It, I don't think he's moved down at all. I don't. I mean, no. maybe there might be some people salty that he hasn't been more consistent and he's been a little more touchdown up. You know, he's been a little more touchdown dependent. But the reason you move him down is if your expectations weren't realistic for what this season was going to be to begin with, and what you know, a wide receiver in Baltimore could be. If you thought a wide receiver in Baltimore in this offense was going to come in and command, you know, Mark Andrews level of targets and take all that away. You're never realistic in what to expect. Yeah. Yep. No. So it's just somebody they can lean on if they need to, and they don't always need to. And that's why it's going to be a crapshoot, but he's pretty efficient. That is definitely true. <laughs> he's uh, good. Elijah Moore, again, kind of out on this one with Zach Wilson back flat. We've seen Moore perform a little bit better with Wilson, a little bit more, um, you know rapport there but Corey Davis has also been pretty good and I think that that's cutting into Moore's target volume as he also sits kind of in that you know that Bateman range of easily gets a little bit more targets he's a little bit less efficient yeah well yeah, I'm in that wait and see well, now yeah more like come back it's also like Garrett Wilson weeks yeah you know Garrett Wilson's also cutting cutting into that yeah because they play very similar roles they would run you know similar routes and stuff so you you're having I didn't think it'd be this bad to start. I there is like even yes, I know that Zach Wilson hasn't played much. He's played one game this year, but didn't look great. But he played and, one game. <laughs> more also down, you know, he was also very dominant last year with with what you know four different quarterbacks mm-hmm. on top of with Zach Wilson, and you know throwing in just you know just Garrett Wilson's a bit surprising that they can't get Elijah more more involved. I'm with you. And I mean, really, though, right? This is this was kind of the threat of the Jets. And with Brees Hall, a good running game, you got two running backs you can trust. And then, you know, a quarterback that you might want to put in more of a game manager type of scenario, if I'm being realistic. And then three wide receivers that are capable of commanding targets because Corey Davis isn't bad. No. And Garrett Wilson has high draft capital. And Elijah Moore showed he can be good. You've got three decent receivers there that can command targets. And if, you know, this is going to be a spread the ball around offense that's going to hurt all of them. Yeah, it's especially an offense that's probably not going to be top of the half and throwing. And Zach Wilson's still learning a lot of shit. Like he's yeah. so raw process. Like he didn't play enough last year, and he's already started off on the wrong foot. This, I mean, not his own fault. Got hurt, but <laughs> wrong, it, knee. wrong knee. Yeah, wrong knee. Yeah, he's on the wrong <laughs> knee. He's off on. He's off to the wrong. He's knee. on the peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> well. The And the other side of this is that, you know, unlike Pittsburgh, who is kind of a team in, in flex with a bad, you know, OC or one of these teams that's, it's, you know, somebody talented in the middle of rebuilding or whatever, you've got um, the Jets who have pretty much got their pieces in place on offense. I mean, this is what the Jets are going to look like for at least two more years, right? Ideally, unless Wilson shits the bed, this is what they're going to look like for the next couple of years. God, you know, he 
You better hope he doesn't shit the bed. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much longer Corey Davis is is supposed to be under contract there, but I think he's good after this year. Like, I think, I think days, they can release him. I think days will look better once it's just him and Wilson, and if they get if they get a hit on Wilson, and that's true. Corey Davis, they do have an out after this season if they want to take it. Thirteen million, fourteen million in dead cap though, so they don't have to. He's a free agent after twenty twenty three. So yeah, might as well ride the year. No, that's this year. Sorry, uh, I read the wrong year. Six hundred thousand in dead cap, so they could cut him for cap savings if they needed to. The thing is, it's a young team; they don't have to cut him for cap savings, which is normally when you see that happen. And there's also not significant savings to cutting him. Corey Davis makes your team better, not just cutting him to make fantasy players happy. He's on a, you know, the it's an eleven million savings, but you that's not the way that wide receiver contracts are going, that's not a big contract. And they, I don't think are. It just depends who's coming up. Like if they're, I don't know of any young guys that are coming up. They're going to be expecting a bigger deal. I'm not, I, I I haven't looked at what the expected free agents are for next year either. They're top or no, sorry. They're near the bottom in available cap space. They have 8 million for next year, which is not, nothing so i mean i maybe they I, are looking to save a little bit but i doubt it i wouldn't be surprised if it's like i wouldn't i'm not shocked in the direction that they go the fact that it's a massive saving they're gonna cut davis they'll either do it right away or they'll wait to see if they got to free up cast space to try to you know maneuver through contracts like he's or or they'll reconstruct his contract and they'll convert a lot of that, you know, into signing bonus, and then he won't be much against the kit, you know, he won't hurt them much against the cap, anyways. Yeah. I mean, it just comes down to the fact that they're probably better off cutting some of these def- older defensive guys, too. But either so, way, I don't. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Enough. Who are we on again? <laughs> no, we were talking about Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, and bad rookie season, and not a great start. He was hurt, so uh, nothing on Eskridge. Well, Terrace Marshall's been a total bust. He has no value. Palmer is very, very fringe. Uh, you don't really find anybody with value till you get down to a Monroe St. Brown who's up, up, up. Oh, my God. Light. To the moon. He's... I was way so wrong. Yeah. Yep. Now, we will see. Um, we'll see what happens here in a couple weeks, though. I think he's as the wide receiver one. Utilization. I, I think he's, I think he's top twelve in dynasty. Yeah. I, I think he's yep. the wide receiver one dynasty easily. Um, he's proved the start he's had historic. Um, I don't see them investing as heavily into this receiving core after spending a first round pick in Jamison Williams. Now Hawk will be. They have what two more years in Hawk. Well, that's what I was curious on is, are you concerned at all when Jameis and William come, Williams comes back that you have another receiver there? I, that if you think Amon Ross Brown is this good, then it should not matter. Mm-hmm. The, they complement each other so well in terms of their play style. We they just do. hope that Dan Campbell and this offense utilizes They're throwing a ton right now, though, weights. too. So yeah. it, where does it come from? Or it come from, it's not supposed them. to come from it's not supposed to come that's how the offense is like designing it's gonna come from josh reynolds dj chark hawk 
Like it's not supposed to come yeah. from your elite guys. That's Those true. guys will pull. Like the offense shows enough that it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It should start to come from Reynolds and Chark at first, especially Chark. I don't see even at worst target volume. Yeah, even at worst, I'm gonna run St. Brown as a high end too. At worst, that's, that's and that's at worst. I think he's higher than that. I was just devil's advocate a little bit. Oh, there. no, no, no. Yeah. It's like even there is, there's, there's a little concern. There's a little concern that that's they could the, still they could still yeah. add a second round or third round pick receiver or go that's, out there and sign somebody new. They could not saying that the floor is going to fall out of oh, no, Ross St. Brown. No. I don't think that at all. I think he's I think the floor has always been his best asset. <laughs> he's shown some ceiling. It it just proves it, it just goes to show that uh the wide receiver athleticism continues to be overrated in the NFL. It just depends <laughs> right? on where you play, and I've said that for, and underrated too. I mean, well, but I comes from the same boat. Said this for years, and I want to make sure. Let me make sure he's the same boat here. But I think he is. He was like he got a the, big burst score, an okay agility score, and he's playing over half the time in the slot, and. Burst and agility in the slot is success. There's been a lot of guys over the years that have had that. And every fucking person that number scouts misses it. Well, I, I mean, it's more because so... they don't check all the boxes. Anybody that number scouts and combine scouts scouts fucking misses it. It's why so many people missed on Renfro. I mean, it's the NFL too telling us the same thing. I mean, they're they continuously fuck up and they find. But then again, they're finding value for these guys because the NFL as a whole don't, Doesn't, you know, yeah. they yeah, don't I mean, really value these the guys inside that, slot guys. It's the guys that went ahead of him. Des Fitzpatrick, Anthony Schwartz, Nico Collins, Amari Rodgers, Diami Brown, Josh Palmer, Terrace Marshall, Tito Atwell, Dwayne Eskridge, Rondell Moore. Yeah, it, it's it's nuts. It, it's uh, he should have never went day three. I've been a big fan of this since the Debbie days. Now his poor combine because I it was poor for what people were expecting from him because he was very good you know with USC and we found out all three of the you know all three of their main receivers the past three years have been very good now um it, it's it's a miss but you know you, you know if you're going off of numbers and you go off of you know I guess off of historic trends mm-hmm. you know there was a little concern with them getting day three but. At this point, I don't care what his trap capital was. The dude's a stud. He's a top twelve receiver in dynasty, and you have to you have to move on from that with that right now. Like, there's nothing has 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 uh, changed that. Then bringing it, in, and then when Jameson Williams comes back healthy, it shouldn't change it at all. If Sam Brown is this good, Williams may make him more efficient and better. Potentially. And like I said, you've got 18 targets over the last two weeks that went to Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark there. You take 50% of that away to, to Williams, and he's efficient enough to make good with that without touching St. Brown's target load. If you also look at those targets, too, those targets are also coming without St. Brown and Swift not on the field. That's true. Yeah. Hawk. <laughs> Hawk yeah. Hawk they're gonna, they're gonna fucking have, Hawkinson, man. They're going to have talks to feed, but you know what? Jared been doing it. Him, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not really yeah. worried about the whole mountain field. I mean, they're they're just throwing the ball all around the freaking field. So go for it. Goff, Goff's in it. But remember, you, you there's only the, so many footballs. 
Yes. You have the number one scoring offense and the number 32 defense. It's like, that has been a recipe for fantasy football success for a long time. Just ask the guy whose jersey is behind <laughs> me. <laughs> thank God. Thank God they have a good offensive line. That's oh all I got to say. God, if, 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 if guys start to get hurt, that offense will fucking tank. Yeah. That's yeah. the most, that is the key. Yeah, nobody that far. Yeah. Nobody else really behind him either. Uh, Recap those names, Jalen Darden, Tylan Wallace, Jacob Harris, Amir Smith, Marset, Sumi Pahoko, who preseason darling for the Cowboys, I guess, for whatever that's worth. Cornell Powell, Frank Darby, Marquez Stevenson, Shai Smith, Racy McMath, special teamer. Cornell uh, Powell. And I'm tired of reading names. Ben Skoronic? Skoronic? The Rams wide receiver? Yeah, he's not very good. No. All right, we're no gonna... one's really good in the Rams outside of... uh. Cooper yeah. Cup. All right. We are going to hit tight end and then we will uh keep removing elsewhere. So we're gonna do tight end. We were gonna do sophomores and juniors today, but with where we're at time wise, we'll just do sophomores. We'll do the junior class next week. Um so let's just hit tight end and you know, we'll do a a year three check in next week. Kyle Pitts. Gross. <laughs> What man, a disappointment. Twitter, man, Twitter is odd on one with Pitts right now. Some of the deals I've seen, Ryan McDowell posted some of their some of the latest Pitts trades. Mm-hmm. And they're it's people they're are good. fucking nervous. It's it's, yeah. it's Drake like, guys, London, you're too tight in, man. Just with Jesus Christ. The guy that's not gonna be the quarterback there long term. Do not sell, just hold on no, for a hold. minute. His target volume this is point. way God. down because you have a rushing quarterback and you just added Drake London after, you know, just hold on a Arthur minute. Arthur Smith can yeah. breathe. Fucking this up, too. It'll Desmond Ritter okay. will, not be start, will not be starting in too much, too many more. I can't even talk. I give up. Desmond Ritter will be starting soon, I feel like. It's coming. I mean, maybe they're two and two with Mariota. Yeah, but Mariota's not doing anything with the ball. Doesn't matter if they're winning football games. God, uh, he's, he's just, he's just, just efficient. winning's king in the NFL, man. Quarterbacks don't yeah. get bitched for being 500. I will say this his opportunity for Pitts so far, it's been outside of the red zone work. It's been fine. He's top, he's top five in target, he's top five in target rate. He's not top five in targets. He's top five in targets, share target rate. He's top three in air yards, air yard share, A dot, deep targets. Look, it's coming. He already right. had one game. It may not be this year, but for fuck's sake, it's it's still Atlanta's offense. Like he had one okay game. He's not yeah. been touchdown efficient yet in his career. So <laughs> yeah. He's got one touchdown through his first twenty one games. <laughs> so it's he's going the Jacoby Myers route. He wants it's a great highlight to... reel. Sure, this is just your twenty scores. It's when he scores, it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. He's also been review. twenty-five yards or last three games this year, despite all that. What's his catchable target rate? Is it Mariota or is it him? Uh his catchable target rate is fifty-nine. His target That's rate not, seems not great. <laughs> yeah, no, he's it's Thirty-six in the league, yeah, it's fucking terrible. So that's on the court. That's, that's not on pit. All right, target but, quality yeah. ratings twenty-fifth. So he's a five hundred quarterback. He's two and two. 
he's a 500 quarterback. He's two and two. And I'm not saying that makes him good. I'm saying that means that they won't bench him until they lose a couple. Tampa, San Francisco, Cincinnati, you could see it after the next three to four weeks. It just ain't happening like he also played. And if they win any of those, it ain't happening for a little bit because winning's king. Fantasy football, we want that to happen because we know Mariota is not efficient. But what's to say Ritter's going to be more efficient? And as long as the team is in and winning games, they're not going to make the switch. Yeah, but wasn't Mariota benched for Ryan Tannehill? And then uh-huh. and the Tennessee Titans were doing good at the same time. I thought he got Mar- hurt. No, Mariota was. Was it hurt? I think he, would, he got hurt. Yeah. It's also NFC South. It's not like the Bucks are playing a because like, it was they, a mid- they look good for what one game this year. Yeah, it was a mid. He got hurt. It was a midseason trade for Ryan Tannehill. Oh, uh, all right. My bad. I apologize. Rare midseason quarterback trade. Yeah. So you got to be you got to be turning the ball over too to. To really get and that's, now, Mar- and that's not Mariota. He's pretty, well, he's, except for he's he's, got, he's not he's not he's one to one right now. No, he's one to one right now. TD interception, right? He is. He's did one touchdown, one pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, you reduce your fractions, idiot. <laughs> I know <laughs> a little more. Than I'm making that. a joke of the Atlanta <laughs> offense. That's a joke. Ah, I got it, Dan. I got uh, it. Thank you. You got to do fucking math lessons. On I'm God. I'm sorry show. that I have to explain it to you. All right, so Pat Firemuth. <laughs> Firemuth's actually been decent, uh, as much as I hate. He, the one bright spot in Pittsburgh's office. Yeah, a right? bright spot, yeah. no, well, he, And the rise of Pickens is coming. So Yeah, he's got three very, very startable weeks. The one was just, I mean, for tight end-wise, is okay. He had the touchdown in week two. He's been over 75 yards the other two weeks, and... You know, look, Pickens is on his way. I just put in a waiver claim for him and want it, and I feel great about that. Hell yeah. And we got Kenny Pickett coming in. We're gonna hopefully see a little bit more cohesive <laughs> offense. So he's got he's got two rushing touchdowns so far this year already. Yep. Yeah. He's on the up and up. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. two picks, but who cares about that? He's got two rushing touchdowns. Pickett? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Steelers are uh one and three. And that's how you get benched, not two and two, one and three. They, it, well, that and they should have. They should have not won. They should be zero and four. They should God. be zero and four. Yeah. They, oh man. Cincinnati. I'm holding for Mariota bench now. I'm just holding steady with it. I mean, we all are. I think I'm it's going to happen at some point. It's just not. You got three or four more weeks before you get there. Oh, I don't want to wait that much longer. I want Ritter out there. Think that I just want them to get a new quarterback. That's not either Mariota or Ritter. I like Ritter. Uh, I'm actually a Ritter fan. I don't really. Meh. 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 Oh, wow. All right. Uh, I'm making these. Here we go again. All right. So hold on. Are you good from a talking perspective? Because I know when I had it, it fucked me up to talk for long periods of time. I will make these quick. I'll, I'll make my portions quick. Okay. I'll be doing what I've been doing this show and not try to talk long. And we got a London game. Another fucking London game. Gross. Yeah. Everything fucking sucks. All right. Thursday. Tomorrow, Colts versus Broncos. Broncos are at home. Three and a half point favorites. 42 and a half game total. Uh, I think Denver's offense kind of found something this past week without Javante Williams. So hopefully the passing offense can take a step forward. I like Denver. 
And I don't care about the game total. Uh, Jerry Judy got himself back in the in the good graces of the fantasy community, 53 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, you know, he's got a solid matchup against the Colts. I think that you can, can flex him in if you need to. There are some some uncertainties around the wide receiver position right now. Um, Godwin limited with knee injuries, Keenan Allen still, still missing time. So there definitely are some scenarios where you may need to, to play a Joe Judy. And I think that you can, he does have flex flex value if you're making that, that debate. Uh, Cortland Sutton continues to be the must start though, in this receiving game, uh, is he's had over 50 yards every game and a touchdown. The target volume has also been there seven or more in every game. So Cortland Sutton's the must-start. Melvin Gordon's the running back that you want to trust this week just to go with it. He should be flexer better. So um, and should get the majority of the work with his familiarity in the offense and his ability as a pass catcher. So he'll be plug right in and play. For the Colts, tough matchup. Don't do anything other than Michael Pittman and Naeem Hines is with Jonathan Taylor out. Yeah, I totally agree with that, especially in the DraftKings on that. Go with Naeem Hines at 5,500. And then I, on the Broncos side, I definitely, I wouldn't mind going back to Russell Wilson at 6,500 still. Melvin Gordon at 61. Sutton at 63. Judy at 56. And that, I have, outside of that, I want no one else. Well, well, this is a single game showdown. So, well, you do, yeah, you can do single game showdown, but you can also do, uh, they have a Thursday through Monday. Oh, that you can do. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm way too impatient for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's that's how I, that's how I got the price pulled up. But yeah, I mean, if people have any questions, they can hit me up on Twitter. I can help them with that. I'll probably have a screenshot of one that I'm gonna do tomorrow afternoon. All right, Giants at 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 Packers in London. In London, uh, at Packers London. Are, at London. Uh, Packers are seven and a half point favorites. Game total is a forty and a half. I still don't understand how these Green Bay teams continue to get. Uh, more than touchdown spreads. This team is just not built to score that many points. Um, they're also not built to be, you know, explosive despite uh their big play numbers. Um, so take the Giants plus seven and a half. And I like, I do like the over in this game, even if it's in London. Um, I do like the over. I think the Giants' offense has improved enough to be able to keep up with this. Whether or not the defense can make enough stops, uh, Giants seven and a half and the over. Yeah, um, Alan Lazard came back kind of in a big way. Targets last week, 116 yards. Um, Romeo Dobbs got his second straight touchdown. Uh, Giants have been playing teams closely, it, just like New England played the Packers closely. And what that tells you is that those two guys can be trusted with, with some flex value. Eight targets isn't going to beat the world, but when you're going for 100 yards and or catching a touchdown with both have the liability to do, you're easily in a position where you can start either guy in three wide receiver leagues. Same can be said for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They split the carries pretty evenly. See this being a very, very similar game strip to what green Bay was in last week. Um, again, the giants will play teams close and, you know, I do think they want to run first, which puts both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon into flex consideration as well. Uh, but Dabs back to back weeks with, with eight targets. I think he is priority over, Lazard, who's been lagging behind just a touch in target volume, although both are good. On the Giants side of this, don't trust anything wide receiver wise. I completely bombed the Richie James call last week. Um and it happens. It happens. They're all banged up. You don't know who's going to be healthy, who's going to play. 
looks like Kadarius Tony will be back, but he was in the doghouse. Rondell Robin, Wondell Robinson should be back. <laughs> One good season, whatever. The only giant I want is Saquon Barkley. They're going to find a way to do something, which is why I trust the Packers side of this game. I just don't know who or how, and there's no clear indicators on that either with the new coaching staff. So the only thing you want to mark there. Yeah, plus it's hard to understand who's the New York Giants quarterback right now. Because there's a Tyler Taylor. Oh, back. God, that's right. You know, but and still, Jones is, it's the same uh, question we had last week. So it's like, <laughs> if What's I'm up? doing anything DFS wise, I'm going Saquon Barkley at 7,900. What's up with Daniel Jones? Hurt, right? He was hurt. Yeah, hurt to come back in. I'd imagine it's him if he was okay, able to come back in. But well, he 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 came back in. in. Yeah, like he didn't take any snaps, so he played all wide every play. Yeah, it was wildcat wildcat every play. He was a decoy because they lost their backup quarterback too. And they have. um, I'm 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 waiting for Eli Manning to announce his comeback. Davis Webb (laughs) has been there and is still on their practice squad. Oh, so he's, still in, he's still in New York. He hasn't been elevated yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. So they're probably waiting to see what Daniel Jones is. And the running back, their backup is. I'd still go. I like Aaron Jones this week still. I'm also liking AJ Dillon, even though he hasn't really turned out to be the running back that we're hoping to as an RB two. I still think we're waiting for that one breakout run that he gets and make some points worth it. So at 5800, that's not a bad deal. Like Hopper said, Lazard Dobbs. Are definite must starts, but I also like putting in Christian Watson as another sneaky start. He also had a very good game, considering he was third on the list. And then also, since New York also struggles against the tight end position, go for Robert Tanyan at thirty four hundred. Yeah, Watson picked up the the rushing touchdown. No volume there for him yet at the moment, though. That was my pause with him. He got the rushing touchdown, but he did it on one carry and three targets. Yeah, no, I'm not playing. There's that upside way. there. Just it scares me because of volume. I get in DFS. This is this this is probably and you're trying to showdown slate. Yeah. yeah, this is still the slowdown showdown slate. I don't think the London game's a part of the no. the main slate. No, so, the main slate's on the, right. the noon and three o'clock, noon four o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's actually get to the main slate. Seattle at New Orleans. Saints are five and a half point favorites at home. Forty-five and a half is the game total. I, 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 I'm not betting this game. That's that's it. That's it. It's a trap. Yeah, it, it's it's no, nope. Hopper, you can go with your fans. <laughs> so Gino Smith is writing a a little bit of a of a hot streak, if you will. But the Saints are not exactly giving up a boatload in the passing game either. So, um. I, I don't know that you can trust that stream this week, I think is what I'm is what I'm getting at there. No 30 point games allowed here. Um so yeah. Still looking at the Seahawks. Um Rashad Penny coming off of a of a giant game. The Vikings tend to have a good rushing game though. We're completely held in check, as was Tampa Bay. Um on the ground. So I, I not necessarily loving Rashad Penny either. And he was working off the side in practice and in a limited capacity. So um yeah, you're pretty much looking floor for for Seattle. Lockett and Metcalf had been good the last couple of weeks, but you know, this is a game that that could be contested a little bit tighter, and I don't think you're gonna get those blow up performances in this one. Um on the Saints side of it, 
Uh, Jameis Winston is, I think he's still not practicing. No, he's so, not. So you have some concern there. Michael Thomas was practicing, though. Um, and this game just feels ugly, and it feels a little bit like an avoid, unless your name is Chris Olave right now. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what Michael Thomas does, uh, if he plays, et cetera, et cetera. Olave has been the best thing that they've got got going. Kamara returned to practice as well. I think you can generally trust that. Um, but the Seahawks side of the ball gives me some pause. New Orleans does have a decent defense. And, um, you know, I don't think that Seattle is going to be able to hang quite as tough with quite the performances they had. They had last week against Detroit. All right. For Seattle, I'm all over Geno Smith, even though you guys might not be because the Konami code that he has. I mean, just the way he's been playing. He has the highest completion percentage out of anyone in the NFL through the first four games with 77.3. And he's already had back-to-back 300 games, which is also a which is also a bonus. And Kirk Cousins just put up 260 yards against this New Orleans Saints team. So I actually think Geno Smith can do it. And I, I, I'd actually pair him up with uh, uh, Tyler Lockett at 5,600 just because he was one of the top lead route runners with the team. And he's still cheaper than DK Metcalf, who comes in at 6,800. So you're looking at a nice, solid wide receiver, too, at a wide receiver three value. Is there any is there any update on Metcalf on his medicals? He had to poop. He had to poop. Oh, yeah, was he, that, he was poop. never. Heard. I didn't know why. Oh, okay. He's he was carted off because he had to poop. <laughs> And it's a really, I didn't know that. It's a really long walk to the visitor locker oh, room, apparently, is. and that clinch was not going to work. So, that, that so shit, he was he was not hurt. He just had the shit. He just had the shit. That was all it was. I would I would bet higher on Metcalf even at that price. I, the dude, yeah. like if this this Seattle offense is taking off, and Metcalf's been a big part of it. I want to talk, yeah, but I, I don't know about Lattimore though. That's what makes me nervous with him. Lattimore sucks. He's been terrible he's been this terrible year. Terrible lately. He's only good against Mike Evans because he fucking hates him. That's yeah. that's about it. <laughs> so he's always hit and miss. I want to pull it back to Geno Smith here for a minute, though. Is is a start because it's really been a tale of two quarterbacks, right? You mentioned the Konami code <clears throat> upside. He's had one good game as a rusher, and it was last week against Detroit in an absolute blowout. But two weeks before that, he had a total of one yard on the ground. And a total of fifteen on the season before he's last a, week. He's he, he's not he's, a rusher. He will scramble. Look at that, lo- but seven for forty nine and one last week is good. But the week before was two for negative one. The week before was two for two. The week before was six for fourteen. And while he did have the two, I can't take that away from him. He did have the two three hundred twenty plus yard games, multi touchdown performances three last week against Detroit and Atlanta against much better defenses in San Francisco and Denver, he was under 200 yards. So I think it's a true ebbs and flows with the defenses that he's playing. And I'm taking a break for the Saints, and I'm coming back against the Cardinals and the Chargers. Is That's where fine. I'm at with him. I still, I still wanna... play just I think it's going to be low ownership. Well, I mean, for DFS, it's a he will be. story. He will yeah. be low Obviously, ownership, yes. 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 And he's got a good floor for that low ownership. It's also not a game if you're not going a big entry. It's just not a game that you're attacking. It's no. it's not it's, the Saints is not the Lions. Then the Lions. What like, was the points on that one? 50, uh, 40, uh, 45 and a half. 
That's probably one of the lowest. Probably about right, no, but that's, it's, it's yeah. about middle of the road for most of these games. I mean, it, it could happen, right? No one saw the Lions and Seahawks going for you know, was it ninety points? Right. You yeah. did not see him go for ninety fucking point. Put your hand down. Not for ninety, but I definitely <laughs> would have taken the over. I'm taking the any. I'm taking the over in any. That's game a difference. Every Lions. That's game a different story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the over under last week was like was like forty and a half. It was 48 and a half last week. Yeah. Them? yeah. Oh, I thought it was lower. Anyways, uh, uh Pittsburgh buff. Yeah. <laughs> like this fucking spread. Pittsburgh Buffalo. Ooh. Uh Buffalo is 14 point favorites. 46 and a half is the game total. Um, I'm not betting the spread. Double digit point spreads, it, it, especially with the new quarterback starting. If it, it, it's it's not so much that it's a trap. It's just Buffalo could get up by four touchdowns and it just f- fucking coasts to a victory. And Pittsburgh gets two, you know, you know, you know, gets a you know, a couple garbage time touchdowns, and the game is either split half or they end up not covering. Uh, I'm taking the under on this, so I I don't think Pittsburgh's going to score enough points. I just and if Buffalo gets up, you know, big early. This game could be, you know, 41 nothing or some shit like that. So under and that's it. Uh let me find the Bills injury current injury report. Hold on. Um, let's see. Christian Benford still out. Cam Lewis still out. Isaiah McKenzie did not practice. Von Miller, rest day. Trying to look at, let's see, Jordan. Poyers, it did not practice. Micah Hyde is done for the season. So it looks like they've got other people, though, that, yeah, that are healthy. I'm trying to just, you know, okay. I get you. The cornerbacks are back. Safeties are still still hurt. And Buffalo's secondary <laughs> had been banged up. That's what I was looking at from a, a Pittsburgh perspective for those keeping track at home. And that's something you're going to want to keep an eye on, too is that the Bills' secondary has been banged up. That being said, they're not. That being said, I don't know that Buffalo's going to have to go out and score a boatload of points in this one against Pittsburgh. I'm watching, not chasing George Pickens this week with Kenny Pickett starting. Um, You know, you're okay with the Deontay Johnson floor. Go with that. If you need a yellow start, I'm fine with Pickens because of what he did last week. Najee Harris is going to have tough sledding again. Um, I don't know how you sit him with the current running back situation. You've got DeAndre Swift likely to not play. Javante Williams hurt, but you know you may have better options for him in, in this matchup, or than him in this matchup. So he's not a must start for me this week. Najee Harris isn't. On the Bills side, you got burned by Gabe Davis a little bit last week. They're going to be a little short on receiving options with Isaiah McKenzie still in concussion protocol. So watch that as the week goes. Um, but obviously digs very, very much Devin Singletary right now, um, especially at the way that this game script is probably going to lean. Uh, Dawson Knox has been a little iffy as of late. So, I mean, Bill's side, they're really only must starts are digs and Singletary. Um, you could get a little depth if McKenzie plays because it is a good matchup for the Bills. Just game script, I don't think, is going to tilt in their favor. McKenzie doesn't play. He even looked in deeper leagues to a guy like Khalil Shakir as a YOLO start with Jameson Crowder having a broken ankle. Love it. 
Yeah, Brian. I, I I love Buffalo this week. Get Josh Allen, eighty two hundred. Devin Singletary, sixty one hundred. Stefan Diggs, eighty four hundred. I mean, you're going to pay up, so you might as well pay up for that stack and get it because I feel like they're just going to go out there and light up Pittsburgh. And I'm even willing to sprinkle in Gabe Davis back in there, sixty four hundred. Sure, he had the down game of one catch for thirteen yards. Well, you're shaking your head, Dan. Why would you? Why? Because Gabe Davis has got he's got one broken okay. play touchdown. I would not. I would. Well, he might get two. This I don't time. mean to get all aggressive he, he, about no. it. Yeah, no. he's had two down games though. It's not just the one. He's had two down games and a hurt game. Right? But, he hasn't had a good game since week one. But uh, hold on, Ryan. I'm coming to your side. Thank you. Isaiah <laughs> McKenzie doesn't make it out of concussion protocol. I don't know how you don't, because the Bills are consistently supporting two receivers. I wouldn't be too heavily invested in Buffalo. In DFS, I would. not at their prices and not against Pittsburgh. Not, not at this game. It, it, they're still a great offense, but Pittsburgh's not going to do anything to make them like. Yes, they could score four touchdowns in the first half and then do nothing because it's fucking Pittsburgh. Like hey, it, it's, if it, it's you are betting of those in ninety-seven yards <laughs> in the first half. I am on totally. Yeah. Plus Pittsburgh to be out down two safeties and one of their cornerbacks. It's but not it's, because the issue isn't that Pittsburgh has a good defense. The issue is that Buffalo not gets up big the and they don't have to push them. the yeah. offense. It's one of those. It, it's yes, they got to score points to get to that point. But I mean, you have a rookie quarterback back in his, making his his first ever start. You, you know, you got you, in, you know good defense, especially a great pass rush. It's uh at those prices, I, I it's me personally, Ryan. If you want to buy, yeah. all means, bud. I, I, I do not want to so, spend up on no. those prices. I, I, on that. Besides, uh, the single tier is the only one that I really want to play from that game. And even then, he's still, last, he's still relatively cheap. And even then, their last blowout, he didn't have a whole lot. The only one that did was Diggs, and that was the forty-one to seven against Tennessee. But that was a product of Ryan Tannehill turning the ball over, not so much the offense but i mean there was nobody other than Stefan Diggs that you wanted in in or i guess maybe James Cook but you weren't guessing at that <laughs> no. there's nobody other than Stefan Diggs that you wanted in their last lopsided game i'm going to have some sh- i like i would have some ownership to it now excuse me i would have some you know you know some shares. some ties to the game in yeah. my you know while i'm making my lineups but it's not a. It's not something that I'm just heavily trying to be exposed to. Oh yeah, like yeah, you're 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 not like trying to build your lineup around that. Like you're not setting that lineup and going, all right, what can I piece around this to make it work, and hit my total. And the Rams game was also lopsided. That's where Davis had the the breakaway touchdown of 47 yards. Otherwise, that would have been pretty bad too. I mean, he's he's been who he's been who he's been since his his rookie year. I'm okay with and that. I'm the fact that he's 6,400 is shocking to me. God, That's I wish he, he should. He should be. I mean, he's close uh, to that. He's close to that it's, value. It's fucking. It's it's fucking Buffalo. I mean, but he's not though. But he said on eight, the other side. A, <laughs> sorry, on the other side sorry. of the ball, you could go George Pickens as a cheap as a cheap throwing at 4,300. Right. He's your comeback play. God, he's 4,300. Yeah. yeah. To go with Kenny Pickett on that, you know, he got what six of his eight targets from Kenny Pickett once he got in. So it's like I just feel like that chemistry they already had as being the second stringers in the uh, off season, throwing the four. You know, he, they were building that chemistry already. So I feel like that could carry over into this game. You're not going to start him in 
any leagues? If you do, then I'm sorry. I, I would start picking. I don't have any issues. I don't Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I, Someone's I got to get it. targets when they're down three touchdowns. Yeah. Well, it could be DeAndre soft Johnson. Defense. It's not Chase Claypool. He's, you he's just trash. said it with Pickens. He got all the targets from. Yeah. But... <laughs> I right. mean, I'd be nervous playing him in fantasy. All right. We have, all right, we have talked too much. All right. All right. Ryan, you got anything? Any other nope, we'll move on. any other DFS? All right. Keep going. All right, Bears, Vikings. Vikings are seven point Keep favorites. Going. 44. Even it's a game total. I get I don't like I don't like the Vikings being favored by more than a touchdown. I I do. It is the Bears. Bears total fucking trash. I know, but God, the Saints are not that good. On offense. Somehow bad. the Bears defense is overperforming. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And the offense in Minnesota has been very, very wish-washy, uh, especially Cousins, especially when there's a, any sort of pass rush. I like the Bears plus seven. Uh, I'm staying away from the game total because I don't – the Vikings offense or uh, their defense is hot trash, but the Bears have shown very little life to this passing game, and that's the only way that they're going to keep in this. Uh, Khalil Herbert could have a career day, though, again. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Khalil Herbert and fire the Bears rest. plus seven, that's him. Khalil Herbert and fire the rest of this shit into the sun for the Bears. <laughs> I want nothing else. Hey, at least Mooney uh, got Mooney, targeted. Mooney yeah, that was bomb. one good game. There is targeted, some big play. There's he got targeted five times, caught Ooh. four for 94 yards. Not, There's so. And he had play potential to Darnell Mooney if you need a little start. But for me, it's Khalil Herbert and fire the rest of the shit into the sun until they figure out if they can do something. I agree. Um, The Vikings are chalk. Yeah. Are you more confident in Thielen after another? I am more confident in Thielen after the last couple weeks of being a very solid wide receiver, too. Yes. Okay. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, Their cost in DFS is going up. Thielen's up to 6,300 already. So that value is already kind of. Fading away. Justin yeah. Jefferson comes in and won the highest at 8,900. So, do you really want to take the chance of starting him? <coughs> you know, he's, I uh, mean, he's yeah. elite. He or, was productive last week. That's for sure. Yeah. And... The last two weeks prior to that, though, he was kind of like garbage. Yeah. What you were getting out of value wise. It's the Bears. And he also should have scored even more points past week. The Bears, if Cousins wasn't so fucking terrible, at times. your rundown on the Bears is they had a <laughs> monsoon game, and then they got dog walked by the Packers, and they played Houston and the Giants. That's the Bears. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> and they're somehow then they're somehow two and two because they had a weak ass schedule. I know they could still be five hundred three weeks from now. God, that's the worst for them. Because too. they got Minnesota, Washington, and New England in the next three games. They could win two of those. Yeah. They could win Sunday. I mean, it's, it's not in Chicago. Saying. So they could win yeah. two of those. They could could damn sure win one of them. Yeah. Any other DFS plays, Ryan? Nope. Just the obvious. No Justin Fields. Uh I dude, I, I don't know. Makes me too nervous. I, I gotta see more no. of it. Yeah. I'm see, not ready yet. No, I need to see less of whatever it's been, and I need to see more of something <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. You need to exactly. see more downfield work. Fuck. Especially the like, this ball. is the game to let him fucking do something. Because Houston wasn't. And <laughs> I, I know. I'm just, I know, I know, I know. It's I like, know. I don't understand why they're holding him back. I don't know. All right. Because Houston... they threw two interceptions when they tried to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texans at. 
at Jaguars. Jaguars, seven-point favorites uh, at home at 43 and a half. Pump the oh, Jags finally into get, my veins. They're, oh, yeah. they're finally over, over a touchdown favorites. It is Houston. I I I don't I don't trust Jacksonville enough to cover. They're gonna win this game. I don't trust them enough to cover. Houston plus seven, and I'm taking the over. Um, Jacksonville's defense can be good at times. Houston, for some reason, just finds ways to just score. You give me kind of all <laughs> of that, Damian Pierce. Give me all that, Damian Pierce for Houston. He doesn't need uh he doesn't need all the touches, but man, he he can be uh. Only needs is one, apparently. 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 Give, apparently. Give, you give me all that Damian Pierce. You give me them Chalk Jacksonville Jaguars. That includes Zay Jones, who's actually been pretty decent. Maybe not so much of an Ingram. He's been tailing off. But What about Zay ETN? Zay Jones is ETN in Chalk? Uh, ETN is not in Chalk. ETN is in... Is he in timeout? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely in timeout, especially in this one. They're not. I mean, I think the problem here is that Zay Jones has been hyper efficient, and Christian Kirk has been really, really good, and James Robinson's been so good running the football that you know the one game that they've had to throw a bunch in. Well, I guess two. There were two. Washington and was another one, and Etienne was just okay. Um. It's a game script, really. I think ETN's best game was against Washington, where it was shoot, where it was shootout, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it won't look like a shootout. It was Jacksonville playing from behind pretty much the whole game. It yeah. was just it wasn't they it wasn't high scoring. It was just yeah. But you know, they came back. They took the lead. And Washington only had four targets. Yeah, it's not not yeah. ETN, no ETN. Yeah, uh, game script isn't gonna point that direction for me. So it's really the two receivers. It's Zay Jones and and Christian Kirk and. James Robinson, and then Lawrence, you can flex. Obviously, yeah. Against uh, yeah. yeah, I'm uh, all over Lawrence this week. 5,600. Flex stream. Sorry. Stream him. 5,600? Yeah, uh, yeah. James wow. Robinson's at 6,300, but ETN's at 5,100. I'm nope. willing to have, sprinkle a little bit of ETN in the lineup <sighs> or two, just to see. That's. I mean, I think I think that dollar is going down. I think having a couple just because he's gonna have low ownership. He's gonna have low. I gotta hate the fact that I say ownership in DFS because he was at mid fifty five hundred. Now he's almost about to drop under five thousand. So it's like I'm willing to start playing well, with that kind of cost. There's a reason why he's going that cheap too. Yeah, he's not performing. Yeah, yeah. But you know, eventually that performing game is gonna return he, he, a hell of a value. Back he's to gonna you. take that blue pill and it's gonna finally yeah. hit him. Yeah, and then Christian Kirk at sixty six hundred. I feel comfortable with playing him just because of the amount Whoa. of targets he gets. It's so good. You know, it's just like, oh, my God. It's like, would you rather have him or Justin Jefferson? Give me Christian Kirk at that price. I want them both. Well, you put, you probably could actually put them both and build around <laughs> I mean, that. You got you the cost. absolutely could. And like Robert right. said, Zay Jones coming back, 4,100. Still not a bad deal. 41? Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dolphins at the Jets. Dolphins, three-point favorites on the road. No, two, uh, 45 and a half is the game total. I like the Dolphins still. You, you know, it's on the road backup QB, but Tua isn't just a normal backup QB. He's got a lot of starting experience. Uh the game total is what is what worries me. I take the under. Uh 
I can see this Miami offense being a little more slow paced, methodical with their, you know, you know, with their play calling more so because Tua or because Bridgewater isn't Tua. So you're not going to get, you know, those bigger plays with them. Uh, and we just don't know what the Jets are right now with Zach Wilson. A uh, little more, a little more than one game to kind of, you know, make that determination. So I'll take, I'll take Miami in the points or I'll take Miami in, and uh, giving three points, and I'll take the under at 45 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm, make, hello? Make it for great radio. I love it. No, I was like, it's, uh, it's a it, hopper pause. It feels ugly. It it does. It does. It feels ugly without Tua. Um, I, I agree with that. I like waddle a bit more than even Hill this week. I don't know how you sit either of them, but no. man, it feels ugly. Um, expect four games from both of them is what my official call is going to be, and expect maybe a little bit more out of the running game here with Edmund and Mostert on the Dolphins' side. Um, That's know, something to talk about, too, because I think we might be seeing a change of the guard. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I will hit that up. I, I hate to I, I hate to admit it, because I, I, I love Chase Edmonds, but this is not a game where you're going to see, you may not no. see a lot of Chase Evans. No, I think you are going to see a good amount of Raheem Mostert in this one. And, you know, you're going to see, they're going to get their, Hill and Waddle are going to get their shots, but I think you're going to get four games from both of them. And I think most of this is going to be, it's going to be Raheem Mostert. For the Jets, we talked about it earlier, how it's pretty spread out. Brees Hall's just a little dinged up. No concern with him playing this week. You're absolutely running that out there on the Jets side. Um, I think Corey Davis is still the right receiver that I'm going to trust the most over there. Do a little checking of myself here. Four, five, yeah. seven targets the last couple weeks, two touchdowns over the last three. Um, so why are there so many people named Garrett? And yeah, Wilson, six target or Garrett Wilson, six targets, two receptions, 41 yards as they work to build chemistry there. Um, shouldn't be high scoring. Corey Davis is probably the guy that I'm going to trust the most out of that Jets receiving core. Um, you can throw more in Wilson out there again. This just feels like a lot of floor plays to me, though. There's not anybody in this game that I look at and say, I love them other than Raheem, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, and it's it, it it's one of Tua or no, I'm sorry, one of Hill or Waddle. Waddle it's not going to be both, who. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, and you don't. I think I think they'll be fine, but I think one will have f- their blow up, and the other one will kind of just be quiet. It's just like I expect Davis more and Wilson to not give you zeros. It's just I think Davis has you know given touchdown upside. It's a bigger bodied guy. Give me the guy with a little bit of rapport with the starter right now. That's Got a better chance that you're having one. And then for DFS, let's like look at the cost of Raheem Mostert, five thousand right now. And Chase Edmonds at fifty two hundred. I I go Mostert on that one because last week in week four he got seventy three percent of the snaps compared to Chase Edmonds twenty eight percent. Plus he also out touched him seventeen to seven Mostert to Edmonds. Only thing Edmonds had for him last week was a touchdown. So. Give me Moser in that volume. I feel like this could be his game. The wide receivers, you know, you guys already said they're kind of pricey. You got Hill at 
8,000, Waddle at 6,700. But then going the other side of the ball, give me Brees Hall. 5,400, he did not change value at all. He's the same cost as he was last week. The breakout is here. I'm all over it, dude. I'm smashing it. He saw a season high in snaps last week with 66%. Rush attempts was at 65. And his raw participation was at 61. Plus, he also saw 17 carries to Carter's nine. So the transitions were already happening. And then another thing, too, is we, he didn't lose a uh, target share. He, like, his targets went down, but Zach Wilson still targeted him six times. So you know he's definitely going to catch the ball. So at RB3 cost, you got to definitely smash on that one. Love it. All right. And Falcons at the Bucks. Bucks are nine point favorites at home. A forty eight and a half is the game total. Look, I guess post hiring of your divorce lawyer Brady <laughs> is what it took for him to to help find this offense as as they continue to get healthier. It's pretty much probably what it's been. They got Mike Evans back, Julio back, Godwin back. Um, the only above touchdown spread I'm probably more confident in. I'll take the Bucks at nine at home. Uh, the defense has been up. They've been good. Uh, Atlanta, for some reason, just kind of just 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 knows how to score against Tampa Bay. So I'll fire the over here, um, but I'll take Tampa Bay in the points. Yeah, uh, start your Bucks is pretty much where I'm at. Your Fournette, your Brady's, your Godwin, your Evans. Absolutely do that. You could even make a maybe a slight case for Cameron Braid here, but either way, it's a good defensive matchup. And the Falcons, you know, haven't been totally inept on the offensive side of the football either. Drake London's been fine. Kyle Pitts has been has been fine. I don't think you pull off of either of those. Mariota gives you some floor, but I think he's just outside of streamer status for me this week. Um, but I think that you're good with with London and Pitts on the on the Falcons side, and you know potentially even Cordero Patterson, although the Bucs do have a decent defense, so I don't love that. And uh, never feels good to recommend Cordero Patterson, even though he has the ability to blow up some weeks. Patterson's on IR. He's out for four weeks. Oh, is he out so for four weeks? Yeah. There you so go. Tyler Algier. Tyler right Algier, now. yeah. You need, you need to see that one first. Yeah. I didn't know that Patterson went to IR. I knew it was banged up, but I didn't know he went to IR. Yep, he just went on he, the other day. He did. So... That's what I get for not reading all the way back in Roto World because I had to give the kid a bath. So anyway, then steer clear of the Falcons running game. It's just Pitts in London for the Falcons. It's everyone for the Bucks. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh, Tom Brady, man, six grand right now. Six. Yeah, he's six thousand. Oh, yes, that that that's got chalk written all over it. Right. Oh my God, he's gonna be. He's gonna have a very very high. Oh yeah, the divorce Shepard. papers are signed. He's back. He's back in it. <laughs> He's back in the game. He's gonna be on a hot streak. After he is that, now pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, I would definitely start yeah. him because he he's easily got three to four times value of that. He can easily put up another thirty burger. I mean, he they basically he put up twenty nine. Lawyers. They just got the lawyers. The papers aren't signed yet. Just the lawyers. They're discussing their options. End quote. Because you. Hire divorce divorce lawyers to figure out what your options are, not because you've already decided on the option. <laughs> and then I'm going at Kyle Pitts, 4400. So he's dropping. I I this feels like a uh, this feels like a Kyle Pitts week because of right? Twitter's fucking turned at him. It feels like a it. This is gonna be. This is like 
this is like me for Hawkinson this past week. It's going to be Pitts this week. No. I mean, just, just guess what his average points have been since you know this season so far. A game. What his average points are? Who Pitts? Yeah, well, it's if you bad. Take out, it's got to be take out his bad. Take, take out his good game and, and just leave his bad games in there. He's okay. had a good game. So yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> don't no, take he, out any games. He had one uh, game, but even if you don't take out his games, it's got to be around six or seven points PPR. I mean, no, it's less and that's than four. No, it it, it, it's three point seven six. That's Jesus. what his total is. And his good game, I mean, his good game was still only around ten in PPR. It, it was yeah. a thirteen point seven in full point. It's still die. I mean, it's again, he needs touchdown. It, how do you average at three point seven in PPR when you have one at thirteen point seven? Because you go under four points in the other three games. Yeah, three point nine, three point nine, four point seven, and three. I'm going. I'm going based off DK. I'm I'm just looking at his player profiler, which is full point. So, either way, anyway, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey went off on on Sunday night. Pitts is going to go off. You know, <laughs> it's, means, it's his turn now. It just it just makes sense. Yeah, that's just how it just flows. Just Six point five five in full full PBRs is average. You don't you you remember this? I keep calculators on my desk. He's not taking. He's not counting the the thirteen point game. game. Oh, yeah. we're that's what throwing, he said. We're just throwing games out. That was yeah. what I said. <laughs> you hey, see, if you, you throw see. out those three bad games, he's averaging thirteen point seven. <laughs> yeah, elite. <laughs> All right, Detroit at New England. New England three and a half point favorites. Shocking. Uh, 45 and a half is the over under. They're Detroit's on their third string. They're on their third string quarterback in Detroit. So can't be so can't get a favorite. Detroit's winning in this New game. England. Detroit should win this game. So Detroit money line feels right. Um, I say take the over, but I, I don't know if Detroit's defense is going to make. I mean, they were all shocked by Billy Zappi or by Billy Zappi. Is it going to happen again? He just handed off the ball. No, he didn't just hand off the ball. He had 100 yards passing. I need a PPH point (laughs) for handoff. You're taking Detroit and the over. The toilet and the over. Now, I will say that I'm all in on... on, So first off, Mac Jones has a chance to play, and that's going to change what you do with the Patriots. He returned to practice today. Um... He could be back quicker than expected. If that's the case, then you're going Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, and the two running backs, and potentially even a Mac Jones stream. He's not mobile, so as long as he can push off the ankle, he's fine. Um, the flip side of this is uh, if it's Bailey Zappi, then maybe you just go the running backs. Detroit side of the ball, tune in on Sunday because nobody's practicing right now. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally nobody. Was, literally no just, one. Josh Reynolds, off. DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. None of them are fucking practicing right now. They all got cues. Tune in Sunday on this game, actually, because without knowing, the only thing I can say for sure, Damian Harris or Andre Stevenson. Other than that, it's Swift, Swift, Ain't going. They've Jamal said Jamal Williams. It's Jamal Williams. Yeah, Swift ain't going. So you're fine, Jamal Williams. For the wide receivers, you're gonna have to tune in on Sunday because we have no idea who's gonna be healthy for the Lions or who's gonna quarterback the Patriots right now. Yeah, 
DFS, I'm the same way. Give me the running backs on both sides. Williams, Stevenson, Harris. Yep. And tune in Sunday for updates. For the rest of this, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee at Washington. Tennessee, two and a half point favorites on the road. 42 and a half. If there isn't two teams I don't fucking care about, it's these two. I, I, I don't care. Like, this game means nothing to me. Thank God That's we'd be on bye weeks that start next week. Because, uh, yeah, this game sucks. This game's gross. It's got puke written all over it. It's got just Derrick Henry written all over it. Sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, got, you're right. Kind it's of. got Derrick yeah. Henry written all over it, yeah. I think you can go with, with Gibson and... Curtis Samuel still getting targeted at Boatload. <laughs> This is how much we care about Washington and Tennessee. Yeah, he's still we getting targeted, but like, don't fucking nothing, care. Nothing. Jahan Dotson is out. Jahan Dotson only catches Aww. touchdowns. He doesn't catch anything else, just touchdowns. Jamie uh, Brown is nothing. No, Terry McLaurin is up and down, and you have to, I don't know. I don't think this pace gets pushed. It's Antonio Gibson and Derrick Henry and nothing else. Robert Woods, maybe. Yeah, hello, Robert Woods. Yeah, you could do Robert Woods. I mean, there's no Traylon Burks. There is no Traylon Burks. Um, The scary part about this is that you know, know, yeah, you can do Robert Woods because he's basically fucking Rashad Bateman right now. (laughs) He's old man Bateman. This is your future, Robert Woods. But hey, if you get future though, I'm not gonna lie. If you throw out that game where he scored a touchdown. His point per game average is not that great. Oh, <laughs> wait, what is his average at? Actually, it's, pre- Ca- it's probably Casio. less. Than, it's probably less than Pitts. It's gonna be oh, the Casio. It's gonna be twelve point. Here, I'll do it. I, I need proof. Oh my god! I, I need. I need digital Why screen proof. Oh it's no! Twelve point five <laughs> seven six point touchdown. So six six plus seven is thirteen. I mean, it's always six point touchdown. Yeah, seven point nine and two point three. Look what I look what I brought us to. It's just an argument. Eight point nine is the PPR average for Robert Woods. You made the Cardinals sin, and you go, "Well, if if you throw out this game, yeah." And now Hopper is just not gonna. He's just gonna be relentless for it, right? All right. If you take away that touchdown, though, it's a lot less. He's down. Yeah, we've we've spent enough. Ryan, uh, quickly DFS. Plays Derrick Henry, eighty-two hundred. He's freaking chalk. He's always going to get all the carries, no matter what. Robert Woods, like you said, no Traylon Burks, fifty-two hundred. I feel comfortable playing him. I don't feel comfortable, but it's possible <laughs> for DFS. Fifty-two hundred. I don't feel comfortable playing him in fucking anything because he's only getting five targets a game. Terry it's McLaurin like, is. It's like get... wearing holes in your box. It's like wearing boxers with holes in it, then you fart. You're just not really. Quite or, sure what happened. Or like, socks with holes in them, like around your toes and stuff, <laughs> and it just feels awkward when one of the little guys slips out of that. It does. Terry, Terry McLaurin is a freaking you know, went from F one to fake one for me. I don't. I have no faith in him at sixty one or sixty two hundred. But then I do like a sneaky start of Logan Thomas with Jahan Dotson being out thirty two hundred yeah, at the tight end. Tennessee has allowed four touchdowns already this season. To that is tight ends. That is a good call. Actually, a good call. He was getting target volume too, and it's the tight end. So fuck it, why not? Yeah, although, three two hundred on that. Although, yeah, never mind. All right. If you throw out what game? If you throw out the game where he caught the touchdown, 
<laughs> Chargers at the Browns. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites. A 47 and a half is the game total. The fact that the Chargers are less than three point favorites feels like a gift from the gods. They don't. It's at the Browns. They don't have receivers. It's like eerie. They, they have Mike Williams. Uh, and they got Gerald Everett. He's, he's, he's been, been good. Insane. He actually has been pretty good in the absence of Keenan Allen. He's been still, very good in the absence of Keenan Allen. I'm still and, taking the Chargers at three points. It's the, He's the anti everyone else we've talked about because there's actually only <laughs> one bad game. You, you throw out that bad game, he's been exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> he's it's still the same. The one, <laughs> there's only one bad game. It, well, it's not throughout one good game and they've been bad. It's throughout one bad game and he's been really good. Yeah, bam. Especially Fixed in it. a year full of bad tight ends. We're... It's like bad data. You know that one bad data point? You take it out. It's all good again. All right. Actually, fantasy plays. I hope you understand how true that is. (laughs) I I, I do it all the time. There's one bad record that won't load. You just throw it out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now it's all set. Anyway. Anyway. I suppose you want me to talk about this game, huh? I mean, you don't have to. No, Mike Williams and Gerald Everett, you're totally fine with Justin Herbert. Cleveland's got a good defense, but it's the Chargers. They're, They're decent. Mr. Eckler. Haven't checked in on him in a bit, actually. He's fine. Two touchdowns last week, 60 yards. He got off the schneid a little bit after some slow starts. Uh, not great against the Browns historically, though. You could be looking at Floyd. You're still playing him. Um, Brown side of the football, Nick Chubb. And the Chargers defense hasn't been good, so I guess you can run it back with Cooper, even though he dudded you last week. But if you take that game out, he did, he's been doing really good. And week one. You got to take week one out, too. And then he's... <laughs> of those two I hate you so much, Ryan. I hate you so much. Did you realize how identical his stat lines were? Week two and three? Who? Amari Cooper. 101 yards and a touchdown both weeks. Seven and nine receptions, but... <laughs> oh, wow. Ryan no. just tried oh, all the Oh, wow was last week's joke. You're like... <laughs> Well, you only get one a week. All right, DFS plays. I've still felt comfortable with Mike Williams being the number one wide receiver there. He's been proven. He can handle the load. He's getting seven-plus targets a game. Sorry, sorry, I'm a child. (laughs) I mean, I am a child, so. Yeah, all right, he's been getting the targets. Nope, nope. He's been getting the catches. All right. He's been getting the mother load from from Justin (laughs) Jesus Christ, are we done with the noon games yet? Uh, How does does the NFL have 45 noon games? We have. This is our last noon game, so we're almost there. And then David Njoku on the other side, 3,800. He still saw seven. He got seven catches. He was number two in targets. I'd still be out of playing. I do like David Njoku. Yep. We got a question. Thank God. Thank God. Three o'clock. Alex wants to know it's different, Alex, I believe. Should I start McKenzie? I'm assuming Isaiah or Tyler Algier. Well, right now, Isaiah McKenzie's concussed and he's not practicing. So I would say as of today, it's Algier. Yeah. Assuming that they both play, that McKenzie's cleared, I would go McKenzie. There's more upside there. Um, Bucks have a stout defense. You need to see a little bit of it from, from Algier, even though there might be a little bit more insulated floor. Give me McKenzie on the on the good offense, but again, he's concussed, so you're gonna need to wait until Sunday. He did not; he was expected to be limited in practice today, and then he was not. So, 
Ryan, any thoughts? Yeah, I still go Algeria. I mean, that's all you got. You know, it's easier. It's easier to go with the running back that you know that's looking like it's going to get the shares. So I feel comfortable running him out, knowing that he already did ten for eighty four. So and we'll see how he can do. I can see uh, Buccaneers on this one. I will say Alex, tune in Sunday when we uh, give you the injury update on McKenzie. When we can fully answer this question for you. Yeah, here's my get another. 71, 167 the last three weeks for the box, and then did give up 189 rush yards to the Chiefs. But how did they do that? Because the Chiefs were, were ahead. the Chiefs were dominant, dominant. and uh, Chad White had a had a kickoff fumble. I think the I think I think the Chiefs were like two plays later. They were playing with nine the entire game. All right, Anton, question: Pick two, one running back, one flex. Opera, right. get the board ready. It's, it's it's actually not that bad. Uh, Dobbins, Godwin, Damian Pierce, Drake London, Romeo Dobbs. One running back, one flex. So, well, Dobbins versus Pierce. Let's let's start with that one. Dobbins start with Pierce. that for the running back. Um, let's see, Ravens have the Bengals. Texans have the Jaguars. I want to say Pierce, actually. Dobbins still dealing with the chest injury, still working his way back. He was had the touchdowns last week, but still wasn't super efficient. I want to say Pierce on that one, but it might be both. It's, I, I, I like Dobbins. I, I think the answer is both. I I think the flex, if you bring flex into this too. It becomes Dobbins versus Godwin. I think it's it's Dobbins and Pierce. In both, just be on the safe side spots. Well, I mean, it, it's you know, you, you, have to see the, you got to see Dobbins is you know, week two into his uh, you know, into this season, he you know, a couple of touchdowns, you know, divisional matchup, you know, that Cincinnati can you know, can also keep pace and score a bunch of points. So there's yeah. even a lot of touchdown upside to it. And and now he's three games into his return. It just, I, I, Godwin's... It's still his backfield. I, I I know Gus is back, but I don't think he's going to play this week. So no, and Godwin's back on the injury report with a knee injury too, and got banged up with the shoulder and stuff last week. And I think that Tampa Bay is still smart to to kind of ease him back a little bit. So you know, I want to say Pearson Godwin, but I don't think I can. I think it's going to be Pearson Dobbins for me as well. Yeah, I'm. Always, I usually tend to go RB heavy over the wide receiver. You do. I know our running backs are tending to get more of the carries. You know, it's more guaranteed compared to a wide receiver who, if they don't get the targets, they don't get the catches. They're not going to get you the points. That's usually how it works for for wide receivers. Yeah, they got to get you <laughs> targets and catch. You got to have targets to have catches. You got to have catches to have points. Unless yeah, you're Debo right Samuel. Back, running backs run the ball. Like they're, you know, they're going to get the ball. They're going to touch the ball. <laughs> that is true. And so do wide receivers sometimes, but not a lot much. And... All right. All right. All right. All right. But if you take right. out that one game. All right. JD Hunter. What up, JD? JD, this is a shit show of a show. So far, what we've learned is that wide receivers. <laughs> He's got a question I'm need... trying to throw Yeah, out. it's a good. Uh, I hold on. I, uh... I need JD to know that wide receivers catch footballs and running backs run footballs. <laughs> Wide receivers need targets to get points. That's that's what we've decided on this show today. And if you yeah, take off bad stuff. games, they seem to look better. And if you take off good games, games, they can look, look bad. They seem to work. All right. Okay, go Would ahead. you play 
He needs upside at quarterback. Would you play Russell Wilson or Jared Goff this week? I'm playing Russell Wilson for upside. Jared Goff might be throwing to the fucking hot dog vendor. <laughs> I would say tune yeah. in to Sunday when we figure out which 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 Detroit receivers are actually going to be. I, I still go well, you can't tune in Sunday. It's Russ. He plays Thursday. Oh fuck, that's right. I'm going Russ. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, it, Look, Jared first Goff, off, first Jared... off, he can't. T- he can turn in Sunday, and he can't. fucking will now. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, no, no. Know. We we can't answer his question on Sunday, but he could definitely well, we can, tune We in. could answer so it, too. We're just going to have a lot more information, and it might not matter to him. I'm going Russell, Russell, Russell will be baking. <laughs> Russ, Russ is baking on Thursday. Yeah. Go with Russell. I mean, look, when... But no the no offense, but... <laughs> the vendor's name is Special Agent Tom Kennedy. He, he might be the top wide receiver available for the Lions, Special Agent Tom Kennedy. The answer is Russ. Maybe, right. maybe I shouldn't have dropped Zach Zinner that quick. Maybe they'll bring oh him back God. to play oh wide my, receiver. Oh my God. All right. Thanks for the questions. We're moving on. For those, Do a beer review because we're done with the noon games. For those curious, by the way, I did drop Zach Zinner this week if you were still holding on to him. <laughs> wah, wah. True story. Oh, man. What a legend in Hopper's roster. Beer review. Khalil Pimpleton didn't survive the cut down either. <laughs> oh. I think that's what I'm going to do in that league is that there's always going to be somebody I can throw on IR and I'm just going to grab whatever <laughs> obscure name I can find on the waiver wire and it's going to hit at some point. Fucking IR roulette. <laughs> so, All right. or, or I'm just going to pick up Khalil Pimpleton every week. There you go. Anyway. Ryan start. You know what? I was actually surprised. So they had the Steel Breweries Wild Sour Series. Is it called the Alim- Alimahua? Alimahua means five Alimahua. fruits in Hawaiian. It does. It says that around the back. It says it a refreshing sour ale that tastes like your favorite vacation in paradise. Pineapple, coconut, mango, passion fruit, and guava. Combined for a beer that is fruity, tart, and full of flavor. Cheers. And I definitely caught all that in, all of that in it. And it wasn't that bad. Consider I, I don't like uh sour. They didn't really I didn't really have that sour like afterburn in my throat, so very good. Yeah. We know how to make sours. We're pretty yeah. well known. This we still, make pretty good ones. Is still sours or things of legend? I can't. I can't. I can't stand sour. Most sours, like I, I feel like it's like so much. Like I just puked. Like you know that phlegm in the back. It's yeah. so gross. This one I didn't get that. Because we're good. We make it sours. I got water. I'm. I'm not reviewing my water. Hopper, you can go. Is that right. Illinois water? No, it's bottled. It's bottled. Uh, it's from Walgreens. Six Year Heaven Hill is a classic twenty dollar bottle for a reason. It's got that classic Heaven Hill nuttiness. It's got a good amount of. It's actually got some honey character to it. Just good old classic bourbon notes. So finishes with a little bit of dry oak and some baking spice, light pepperiness. But the classic note you're gonna get out of Heaven Hill is uh, kind of nutty, um, a little bit of honey. So kind of like honey roasted peanuts on the front end of this one. But, you know, overall, it's good drinking. You're not going to confuse it with anything that has, like, super high-end depth or anything like that. But for a $20 bottle, it's fantastic. Just like for a uh, late-round quarterback, like Bortles was fantastic. All right. We have five games left. Let's roll. Three, three o'clock. Let's roll. 
Niners at the Panthers. Panther Niners are six and a half point favorites. Thirty eight and a half is the game total. Um, very little faith in in Carolina to actually score points in this game, um, or any week for that matter. Or really any week for that matter. <laughs> I, I will take the Niners. Um, despite the game manager quarterback, so I'll take Niners in the points, and I will stay away from the game total. It feels like a trap. Yeah, the Panthers aren't exactly giving up a ton either. But for the Niners, you can go with your your normal your normal Kittle, Debo, Jeff Wilson should be starting. So him, and I guess I mean the Panthers do have a good defense, so just keep that in mind. You're expecting floor, probably steer clear of Ayuk. Um, you take away that one touchdown or that game where he had one touchdown. I'm actually kind of being serious. He's not really put up a good game yardage or target wise. Touchdowns are fluky, so. He had an okay game in week two, but still nothing fantastic. So kind of joking, kind of being serious with that one. Strickler, Ayuk, go Debo, Jeff Wilson, George Kittle, because tight ends on the other Literally, side. That's of- the only reason why, because they don't use Kittle at all in the offense. It's fucking sad. No, he's a very good blocker. It's so fucking, it's just. It'll get blocking points. I fucking hate it. Fuck you, Kyle Shanahan. God but, damn it. Yeah, only reason. The other side of this. Um, for the Panthers, you don't trust anything against a good 49ers defense that isn't named Christian McCaffrey. Nope. Even DJ Moore. No. Sweet, sweet Prince on the bench. Totally goddamn useless. It's so, God, Ryan, our boy Baker, just killing everything that's Dude, not McCaffrey. My vibe is gone. I feel like it's time to blow the candle out. I can't, I can't see Baker. He's hurt my feelings. For 50 yards, DJ Moore did last week. God. What happened? Hurt my Baker? feelings. What? Jesus! Everything. Destroy yeah, the man's I, confidence is gone. Is it Baker? or Is it Matt Rule? I'm starting it's to wonder now. Both. How many times can you blame the coach for Baker Mayfield not being every good? time until it works? Yeah. Every time. It's, no. It, it, it's a lot of Baker at this point. Yeah. He's got no confidence anymore. But the problem is, is that if he can't perform with Rule, he's not going to get another chance to perform. So no, this is it. I think he's yeah. This might be. I think he's backup rule after this somewhere. And if Carolina have they won any games this year? They won no. one. They beat the Jets week one. Yeah, they they won. The, no, 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 I'm sorry. They beat New Orleans week three. So they're one and three. Maybe Matt Rule gets fired. God, that'd be the fucking dream. Well, you're he, hoping. He, he's not the problem for Baker. He's he's the problem for the entire fucking offense. So he's a problem yeah. for that team. Yeah, Didn't they give him so a lifetime bad. contract? I, no. God, I hope not. I think it was like a four or five year deal, wasn't it? Well, yeah. you're looking at that. I'll look at DFS real quick with Jeff Wilson. Uh, seven years, sixty-two million per match. Oh, oh million million from Baylor. That's a lifetime deal, pretty much. God, that's so bad. Oh, oh. All right, uh, DFS, Ryan. Jeff Wilson, man, fifty-five hundred, eighteen plus carries in two of the last three games. The one that he didn't get the 18 carries, he got injured in, during the Bears. So we know how the uh, San Francisco likes to run the ball. Whoever has, who's ever the top running back gets the ball no matter what. So yeah. I'm willing to go get him in there. And then George Kittle, like like you said, he's blocking. He's actually the highest dollar tight end on this slate at 5,200. So who is dude, Kittle? Or, yeah, Kittle. That's because Kelsey is not on the slate. Kelsey, Kelsey Kel- well, or Andrews. Andrews. Or Andrews, yeah. Or, or Andrews. Waller. And Waller's on Monday night. Waller's Monday night How also. How the fuck is Kittle still 
He's fifty two hundred. He's the highest paid. He's the highest. It should be. One. I mean, this player should be Joe fucking Everett. He's the only guy that's been performing this now. Who's that? Those well, Zach, Zach Ertz. Ertz. I guess Goddard too. I mean, Goddard could have been, but Kittle's off the name, and they put these salaries uh, together, like the basis of this, with with very little tinkering pretty early on. So, all right. Anyways, yeah, we can uh, move on. <laughs> Eagles at the Cardinals. Eagles are five and a half point favorites on the road. Forty-eight and a half is the game total. It's it's a tale of what Cardinals we get because it's been so up and down and unpredictable with this team. Um, they're finally getting healthy. We're so a couple weeks away from Hopkins back. Um, and Philly's been on fire. I'll take Philly in the points on the road. Uh, it should be a tough matchup. I don't. I'm not putting a lot of money on it, but and I'm staying away from the total. We just. I. I don't trust Arizona enough to feel confident that they're gonna be able to put up enough points to push this game over. But we know that they can, and that's where that dilemma stands from. Yeah. Um. Both tight ends in this one. Right, as we just discussed, yeah, with, we, just with, yeah. we literally just <laughs> talked about with yeah. with Ertz and Goddard. Obviously, both quarterbacks. Um, Miles Sanders is having an up year, um, very quietly for that matter, but he is having a, a much better season than years past. He's healthy. So you can absolutely go go with him. Um other than that, on the Eagles side, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, both also having uh you know, pretty good season. Smith had a couple big games against Minnesota and Washington. Not so great against Jacksonville. There is a weather factor there. I expect this game could be a little bit more high scoring. So I'm completely okay with Devonta Smith along with AJ Brown as well. On the Arizona side of this, uh, Greg Dorch had another down week after a hot start. I do think you can probably run it back with him, but you're most interested in Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown, James Conner. Yeah, this this is one stack I'm actually looking to stack with the Philly Philly Arizona. I think it's gonna be a high scoring. So I'll definitely get Jalen Hurts in there somehow, you know, trying to pair him up. I with hope it is. AJ, you know, not, uh yeah, AJ Brown or even Devonta Smith, because after his down game, I wouldn't mind throwing him back up in there at six thousand. He's, he's still good. Right? Miles Sanders at sixty five hundred, like you said, with the tight end. Both tight ends are very good. Zach Hurts at forty eight hundred. Dallas scored thousand or hundred bucks cheaper at forty seven. So yeah, if you guys, if anyone can build around this lineup, I would build around this. It'll this be a very popular. It'll be a pretty popular game. I think you're gonna see a lot of uh, you're gonna see a lot of a lot of entries built from this game. All right, yeah. we got a question before we move on. Uh pretty easy, or not easy one, but pretty. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Duvernay or Corey Davis. For a full season bench stash, Corey Davis. I said as Corey of Davis. today. I say as I say as of today, Corey Davis, because it's a full season. A lot of shit can happen. But if you're asking me today, I'm with you guys on Davis. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm projecting on Corey Davis. Devin Duvernay is basically super touchdown dependent. There's never going to be volume going his way. Yeah, it's hard to want to stash anybody from that uh, from that Baltimore receiving core because it goes to two players and. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but even then, too, it's even, Duvernay's never really been a volume guy. I mean, so basically, topping out at four targets. Yeah. 
And it's not like if Bateman gets hurt, Bateman's what seven, eight. So yeah, there's some improvement, but he's he's also yeah. he's also doesn't play the Bateman role. When I think of guys that are going to be season long bench stashes, I typically am looking at floor because you don't season long bench stash ceiling. It either hits or you get out because it's not hitting at all. Yeah, you want floor, especially as you enter your bye weeks, and Corey Davis does provide that. Yeah, especially yep. if his rapport continues with Wilson. I like it. Uh, Cowboys at the Rams. Rams are five hundred point five and a half point favorites at home. I don't think we're getting Dak this week. Um, forty three and a half. Drip the ball. So he's probably a couple more weeks out. Yeah. Uh, forty three and a half is the game total, which speaks to uh, uh, to that question. Um. Like Dallas, Dallas has been sneaky competitive with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush um, has been good, and the Rams have been pretty lackluster. It's pretty freaking terrible. It's been uh, they've struggled to win games in which they should have blown blown people out, and uh, it's not been pretty. With that said, I I I kind of like Dallas to cover this five and a half. I don't love it because once the Rams figure it out, I think it's off to the races, and. I, it, Dallas got a good defense. A strong pass rush. Uh, Diggs is really settled down in what he gives up, and he, he's going to see a lot of Allen Robinson. Will be my guess. Um, so I'll take the I'll, I'll take Dallas to cover five and a half, and I'm staying away from the game total. Yeah, um, I'll start with the Rams because it's easy. You can't trust anything other than Cooper Cup there. Tyler Higbee does the least with any <laughs> tight ends. I know, yeah. but he gets right. he's only, he gets a but lot gets of fucking targets. targets. Allen target. Robinson has continued the same problems he's had with uh, the Bears, and McVay's basically said it's the coverage that they're showing him. So we're not we're not going his way. But if he can beat that coverage, then he's fine. The problem with Robinson is he doesn't beat coverage. So and he never has. He's always won man to man. If you zone him, he's totally screwed. Yeah. So, um. You know, and even with the Bears, he started to lose a step in man-to-man. So I think, you know, those problems are Robinson, and you absolutely cannot trust it right now. So it's only Cooper Cup for the Rams. Um, I don't even think you'd trust either running back right now. Um, Akers no. has the edge, but it's tough. And it's the same thing with Dallas. You can't really trust either running back right now. You had a huge game from Pollard two weeks ago. But other than that, it's been pretty mediocre, and Zeke is just kind of right there in that I feel like running backs are starting to get that tight end clump we used to talk about where there's a bunch of them that are just going to give you 50 yards every week and you have to live with it. Yeah. I'd then, almost play Pollard this week over Zeke. If you're, I still play Zeke. A, he's getting like, the attempts. I think you, I'm going to say that you have to play Zeke, but with, with running back landscape right now, you're probably, you're, most people are probably still playing Zeke. I'd yeah. rather play Zeke than Pollard yep. um, this week. As far as, Dallas wide receivers go. Michael Gallup coming back really through, you know, a little bit of a and Dak being out. Not so much Dak being out, more so Michael Gallup being back there through a bit of a damper on the Noah Brown thing. Um, well, yeah, and it it was always going to. You're kind of split right now. You did have an edge in targets to Noah Brown, but Gallup got the touchdown. So and Dalton Schultz is back. Not, not productive, but he is back. Well, and he's practicing all this week, too. So yeah. he had zero burger last week, but he is practicing all this week. C.D. Lamb's been good. It's C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, because, look, if you have a tight end, you're, you're just probably <laughs> starting them right now. 
You're playing right. Higby, and it feels gross every time. You're, true, yeah, your your tight end choices are just as good as any others, as long as they're starting <sighs> for some NFL team. As long um, as they breathe. Yeah, as long as it's, it's not. Okay, we're, we're not getting fucking rapey, Ryan. <laughs> as so, long as they breathe, it and they can go in your in your lineup, they're good. Putting putting it shortly, um, I do think you can stream Cooper Rush as well. <laughs> the Rams secondary has been pretty bad. That's all I got. Rams defense is bad. To stream Cooper Rush, play Zeke, um, flex value or higher, play CD Lamb, obviously. Don't really need to say that one. Dalton Schultz has a pulse and he's a tight end. Um, the other side of this is Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby has a pulse and he's a tight end. Uh, DFS, right? Yeah, it's this, much... and then they got pulses so they can play. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you could play LA. I mean, he's he's fine under six grand, he's at 5,800. Every other running back starts dropping down after that. Pollard's at 5,700. So pick and choose how you feel. God, same price. Yeah, I I, Cooper damn. Cooper Cup is the highest wide receiver at ninety six hundred. That's not so. I mean, yeah, He's, he gets I mean, all he, the he, fucking he, volume. That's why he, he is the wide receiver one. So I mean, it's comfortable to say he's worth a ninety six hundred. Gallup, like you were saying, like Noah Brown, you know, the, the, is fading away. But Noah Brown had the six targets compared to Gallup's three. But he Gallup did get that touchdown, which did help. But the one thing I actually like, the one play I like this week is the Dallas Cowboys defense at twenty five hundred. I, I do because strong pass rush and a very opportunistic uh, yeah. s- secondary. So, Michael Stafford is uh, on digs. He's not immune to turnovers. That that motherfucker might be. He's, it might be all into him. He just attract turnovers. Yeah, he's looking like a Detroit Lion again. It's, it's like he's he, it's like he is who he's always been. Yep, shocking. All right, he nailed it. How about uh, how about game of the week? Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens three point favorites at home. Forty eight and a half. The game total. It's a Sunday night football. Is this game of the week? I would call this game of the week. I would go Eagles Cardinals. For fan, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you guys are a little higher on the Cardinals than I am. I'm a little more hesitant. I just think they have some wide receivers other than other. I think they have a couple more wide receivers that can hit. Gives you a little bit more (laughs) total players from this one than. Bengals Ravens does. Anyway, is it, sorry. Is it? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, three point favorites. Ravens are at home. Uh, Forty and a half is the game total. Uh, Ravens have been very disappointing uh, in terms of being able to close out games. Though the Bengals have also been disappointed to start off the year, but they've they've been starting to catch on to that heat as uh, as this team starts to improve. I actually like the Bengals to win this game as much as it hurts to say as a Ravens fan. Um, they're starting to click in the right directions as Baltimore is just kind of reeling with these um these last minute these last minute losses here. I'll take Cincinnati to cover plus three and I'll take the over at 48 and a half. T Higgins is trending up. Jamar Chase is down. You're starting both. Uh Joe Mixon is struggling, but again, what running back isn't right now? Right. I mean, you don't have any clear cut running back that you plug in and you're like Oh my God, I'm so happy I started them. There just really isn't one at the moment. It's just so weird. Yeah. Um, so you can do just as good with Joe Mixon as you can with anybody else right now. Yeah. On the other side of this, Justice Hill, not Justice Hill, Justice Hill's hurt, although yeah, you get it. J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> um J.K. Dobbins dealing with a chest injury, but he did come back relatively strong last week. 
still want to see a little bit. You'd still hope to see a little bit more efficiency out of him. Not so much touchdown dependency, but he's definitely flex plus value. Um, Rashad Bateman in this one, they will have to throw. So he is going to be their leading wide receiver target getter. Mark Andrews It's pretty chalk for, for Baltimore. And they got some guy named Lamar Jackson, you know, yeah, running back. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. He can throw a little bit too. Yeah. I I feel the same as like it's chocolate. Like it's Lamar Jackson, eight grand. Joe Burrow is 6,700. That's kind of a really good deal right there. Cause you can try to piece him up with T Higgins at 6,500. And I feel like it's almost like a trap game. Cause like a lot of people look at this and see the opposition rank of 32nd for the wide receiver. And that I think it was because more of Baltimore secondary was more injured. If I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, on that. No, one. they're still very much they're hurt. Very injured. They're yeah. still very hurt. I thought they were starting to like come back and it's, but, uh, I mean, yeah. if they're still hurt, I'm going chase Higgins Bateman, like you said, because they're going to have to be trying to play catch up. Mark Mandrews is for sure. And that's it. We're on the next game. And that one's easy chalk it's on really that. Really chalk for that one. You're right. Before the last game, we got a trade question from from Gitz. Gitz, the the name looks familiar. Um, hello, Gitz. Gets it. He gets it. All right, this is uh, he's trying to trade for Nick Chubb. I don't know if he's got an offer out, um, or he's trying to put one together here. But we got Godwin in London for Chubb, or AJ Brown and Bateman for Chubb. Trying to do the two for one. I'm assuming he's got, I mean, I'm assuming this is his base of his receiving core here. He just posted his full team. I don't want to read it all off. Um, but you, you, you look at, <clears throat> at a pretty solid receiving core here. You know, Cup, A.J. Brown, Drake London. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, he's got Godwin, Bateman, um, and his running backs is Saquon and Monty. So he, he's in dire need of an RB2. Um and he, the offer is out to him. So it looks like he, he's got two different Chubb offers, and he basically gets to uh, pick and choose which wide receiver duel he wants to match. I would go London and Godwin. I'd I actually like I actually like that move because you're not hurting your top two. I would I would I would much rather keep AJ Brown and pair that Cooper with Cup. Cope. Yeah. Um, that's uh, <coughs> that's a good. I think I think I think that's a good deal. If you can trade Goblin London for Chubb, I, I I think this is redraft. I I do that all day and, and twice on Sunday. I do it three times on Sunday actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bateman and London are pretty similar and but in different ways. Whereas Bateman's very efficient without a lot of volume, and London's got a good amount of volume but hasn't been super efficient. So this really comes down to to Godwin versus Brown for me. And right now I think Brown has more value to you with Godwin. It's going to be reliant on the Buccaneers continuing their upward trend and him being healthy. And I mean, if that happens by the end of the season, if you were to tell me he was a better wide receiver from week five on than AJ Brown, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I think AJ Brown at this point is a bit more of a sure thing. So I would agree on the Godwin London side. Although my personal feeling is that by the end of the season, you know, I, Godwin, especially week five forward, could be better than AJ Brown is. But you got to go with right now. That's 
probably and, side to side. I would I yeah, I, I would still were... lean AJ Brown's got higher upside than Godwin just given up yeah. the improvement mm-hmm. of Philly's offense. And With the way Hurts has been going. Brown's the number one, and I don't think you can say that Godwin's the number one in Tampa. I don't think you can say that he isn't either, though. It's been one A, one B there since Brady got there. So I, I just yeah. And you know, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I think that oh, it I know, is I know, Godwin I know. in in London, but I, 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 you know, I appreciate the breakdown through it. I do, it, 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 and I get it because you also have to look at it. Because I, I don't know if London and Bateman are going to be at the same level by the end of the year, but that's all projecting, right? That's that's why you make these deals, and I would take the risk that you're making the better move of Godwin and London for Chubb. I yeah. hope the guy that Chubb can stay healthy because no, yeah, the running exactly. backs are... and, and I'm with you there. Yeah. And AJ Brown has more value right now, and it is more of a sure thing. So yeah. All right. Last game. Thank you. Thank you guys for the question. Gets good question. It's good seeing you back again, bud. Uh Chief, or Raiders at the Chiefs. Chiefs seven and a half point favorites at home. 51 and a half is the game total, which I believe is the highest on the week and one of the only in the only game over 50. God, that's insane. Um the Chiefs are rolling, right? This offense actually has been better without Tyree Kill. I know it may come up. I don't think it's that shocking, to be honest, but I know some people are. Uh, these these games, though, have always been high scoring and probably closer Fun. than they should. I take the Raiders at seven and a half and hope that the offense can keep up. They get Renfro back, which is big for the team. Um, Hopefully Waller can play. He's not hurt, right? No, no, not yet. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> no question. That, yeah, there's no tag on him. All or right. Anything. I for some reason I thought that he was banged up. Um, I take the over and I take the Raiders to cover. I do think the Chiefs will win, but seven and a half. It's a lot of points still. Yeah, the Raiders are gonna have to be clicking on all cylinders, and and they do. They do. You're, you, but you are absolutely right about these games typically being a little bit higher scoring than than what they should be. If we go out and look at last year's Raiders Chiefs games, I think what they're going to show us is over the last three years, I mean, it's yeah. been pretty, I, I think last year was kind of down because Chiefs offense were kind of it was 48 with out of sorts. I think 48 to nine, the Chiefs stomped them in week 14. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> um, and it was 41 to 14 <laughs> in week 10. Well, last was, year was not a good example for yeah. me. It, but morally, well, it was closer. Let me go. Look I, at feel like are, I, I, I feel like the games are. It was 40 to 32 had... in 2020 in week five. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking at the. Yeah. And 31 to 35. So you're thinking 2020. Makes. Yeah. They played very closely in 2020. And with Devontae Adams, I don't see that much hasn't changed for for the Raiders, right? They've no. added Devontae Adams. Um, I see no reason why they can't play them close, but they're going to have to be clicking on all cylinders there for Waller, Adams, Renfro. Go ahead. Same Matt Collins, with, baby. Same thing with Jacobs. I'm not... <laughs> I'm Matt Collins has been fine as a two or a three, though. Even last week, he put up, I think, 67 yards. And in, a touchdown. And again. Did he have another touchdown last week? He He did. Because I played against them in a lot of leagues, I was we joked about it Sunday, but I played him in a I played against them in a lot of leagues last week. He did not have a touchdown last I week. I swore I thought he's. Oh no, it got called back. Before. It, no, yeah. no, it got 
He had one, but he got, but he stepped out of bounds. It wasn't great last week. It was three receptions, five targets for 33 yards. And with Renfro back, I'm not saying Mac Collins. No, God, no. Going to be Renfro, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. Um, You can stream Derek Carr. As far as the Chiefs go, um, it is a Juju game. And I have to preface that Juju is their leading target getter at wide receiver, but um, they didn't need him last week and it showed. Yeah. So like eight targets last game. That's still pretty he had good. eight targets, but he didn't catch that many of them. Five. Well, when you're up by six yards, you're not yeah. having to push it, push pace. That's and, the juju game. Yeah. And, <laughs> eight and, targets, 50 and, yards. And it is. I mean, eight targets and <laughs> well, and he was six to eight for 79, five to eight for 89, five to eight for 46. You know, in this one, I think you do trust it. I like, hey, I'm I like hey, efficient on that. That's a wide receiver three flex. I feel, yeah. I mean, it's not great because you want some more, some more touchdown upside, but yeah, that's what you like. It's like no one should be shocked by the stat lines. No. So you go, Juju here, um, and Clyde because Clyde continues to be efficient and he actually got a bit more run last week. Yeah. 19 carries last week. Freaking yeah. nuts. I think at some point you just have to accept the fact that Clyde was. Clyde's I'm a whole him. fucking new person. He's he's looking like the Josh. Week. He's like I've been starting him every fucking game. He's he's been looking like the Josh Allen of running backs right now. Just having oh, a Jesus whole body experience change. That and the fact he was hurt all last year, which nobody knew. Yeah, about nineteen for ninety-two season and a touchdown last week. So and a yeah, catch for a touchdown, I, blowout. Yeah, and a reception and a receiving. Dude, touchdown. that was a pretty dope play to be by Mahomes. That's yeah. all the games we got to. Ryan, is there any DFS? No, nah, I mean it's pretty chalky. Edward Solaire, Josh Jacobs. You're gonna play the quarterbacks. You're gonna play the standard wide receivers. It's build it like you can. This is gonna be the game that's gonna destroy all those lineups in the in the Thursday through Monday slate. Yeah, those 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 goddamn old timers out there playing it. Yeah, because someone's gonna play like you know like <laughs> what what's this one guy down here is like four grand that probably won't do anything. You know, Michael Burton, a running back. You know, somehow will score two goal line touchdowns for well, the Chiefs. I, I think it's more so because people are gonna be. Would be game stacking this or Sky Moore. Sky Moore at 3,000 could be a sneaky start. Get four targets. Disappointed. Four so. targets. All right. That's the show. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back on Sunday at some point. So watch the Twitters <laughs> for that at Beerfield, at Beerfield Podcast, where we get your audio. We will be back on audio this week. Um, at Beerfield Hop, at Ryan Miner, FFB, at Thurry. Uh, Beerfield three, Beerfield three, fuck it. I don't care about your Twitter handle. I know you don't.